Absolute Geek Podcast. Hey, it's Thursday night in Phoenix, and you found your way to another episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. What's going on, Kyle? Nothing. Another week. Here we are. Writing a chapter to a book. Writing a chapter to another storied chapter. Jesus Christ. The Absolute Geek Podcast of the encyclopedia that is Absolute Geek. <laughs> The encyclopedia. <laughs> the encyclopedia that is absolute geek. Now we'll have to go door to door and try to sell them. That's what we uh, have Lance from Houston do. He wants to come to Phoenix and hang out. He's got to get fucking work. We're going to go work. to door to door selling the encyclopedia of absolute geek. And that's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do for this red carpet treatment he wants. You know, I want to give a shout out to everybody that con- that, that we bullshit with that, that listens to the show. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it today and I was like, you know what? I have met some of the coolest people because of this show. Yeah, I agree. And, Jose, and I, the disappearing dollar sign? Nope. I messaged him yesterday. <laughs> met him? Yeah, it was cool. We, you know, yeah, we got to meet up. But I mean, it, it's just cool bullshitting with everybody. They, you know what I mean? It, it, it's cool hearing everybody from the other side because most people we don't hear from. Yeah. They just listen to us and they just, that's just their day and they don't, you know. And, and I was thinking today, you know, it's awesome. We, we've met all these fucking cool people. Yeah. And that's what got me, you know, there's a, you know, a podcast that I liked. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to them the way, you know, everybody's reached out to us that we bullshit with. So, so I was like, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm a kind of a cool guy and maybe they'll think I'm, I'm kind of a cool guy. At least <laughs> my mom tells me I am. Maybe they'll think I'm a cool guy and, yeah. I'll, start, and I'll start messaging the podcast that I like. Well, it's kind of cool, like how you become friends with these people. Like David. Who are you calling these people? Yeah. Um, David, the guy who is a co-host on my wrestling podcast. Jose's brother-in-law? Jose's ex-brother-in-law. He actually started out as a listener and now he's a co-host of a show I do. I know who you're talking about now. Um, yeah. No, I do I? Yeah, he went to our first listener party at Dave and Buster's. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he started out as a... Does he still uh, listen or no? Yeah, started out as a listener and now he's a co-host of another show I do. And we See got, how fast you can move up the ranks here? Right? You got Andy. You know, we talked to Andy With regularly. dope-ass fucking Negan, Negan tattoo. tattoo. Shout out to the dope-ass yeah. tattoo. Yeah, dude. Fucking respecting for having the balls to do that because I fucking wouldn't do it. It's fucking gangster. I thought we loved Negan. <laughs> right? Fucking Andy loves Negan. Yeah. He needs a Negan's cock t-shirt. t-shirt. Yes, he does. He fucking he needs earned it. Just Negan's cock tattooed around his heart. You know what? It, it kind of. I still, I up. still think it should have been the Negan Kyle tattoo he got on the other arm. A real, no. hand, a real fan would have got the Negan. I think Kyle. he should. I think he should put it on the back. Of right his on ass. his ass cheek. So it looks like I'm like peeking out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you can see the bat behind me, and I'm like, I'm like looking like like I'm looking around the butt cheek. Yep, there you go. The <laughs> Negan tattoo of you coming out of his butt, dude. That'd be awesome. I don't know. Or well, on his, or on his inner leg, his inner thigh. As I'm, so as, the as, bat, I'm, as I'm gandering up at his junk. So like the bat goes up to like his schlong, or it like goes around to where like Lucille is turned out to be his schlong. There you go. He tattoos bob wire. On yeah, his there you go. There you are, Andy. <laughs> But I was just thinking about it today, and I, you and know, then I just want to give a shout out there. So under, underneath, when it when he grows, when he gets hard, it says fan club. At least it doesn't say. <laughs> at least at least it wouldn't say caution choke hazard. <laughs> right. <laughs> the top says tiles, <laughs> and the bottom says fan club. When he gets hard, damn! No, you just ruined it. He ain't getting it. Now. No, no, I know. You fucking ruined it. He should though. He should totally. He needs a thigh piece, and that's what it should be. Is the the Negan Kyle? Kyle Negan. Yep. He should get Kyle Negan on one side, and then Matt is the dad from Alaskan Bush People. Oh on my the god, other side. that was that fucking, that's fucking funny. That shit was that's fucking funny. funny. Yeah, that was actually the last thing I think Jose the little dollar sign uh, commented on. He he told Andy that he was actually getting good. 
<laughs> You're actually getting good. Yeah, working on it. But yeah, shout out to everyone who does that. We got Lance and Andy and God, Jose and Joe and Yeah, it's just awesome getting to interact with everybody. We don't hear from Eric anymore. Fuck where, that guy. Where the fuck are you at, Eric? I don't see him on Facebook. Pass. I don't see he probably unfriended us. No, he didn't, but he probably unfriended me. Be a little vulgar on Facebook. <laughs> but no, I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody. Everybody that talks to us and Dan. And Dan Miles. Who's that? Dan Miles, good old Dan Miles. Somebody else that doesn't talk to us anymore? Yeah, someone else who just... Those two are like peas in a pod, him and Eric. One doesn't talk to us, the other one doesn't talk to us. I think they do that like as a conjoined thing. I think so. I think they they call each other. Hey, I'm going to stop talking to Matt and Kyle. You too? Okay, nailed it. Got it. Yeah, it's like two women that that fucking uh, talk about what they're going to wear. That's what happens when you fucking... And you get in someone's head. That's right. They they call each other to talk about how they're not going to talk to us anymore. They talk to each other about not talking to us. Yep. Hey, did you uh, message Kyle? No, I'm not talking to him anymore. Oh, did you message Matt? No, I'm not talking to him. Oh, okay. Then I won't fucking talk to him either. Yeah, then I won't either. Oh, okay. But no, I just, I really did. I, 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 it's, it's just cool. Like, you know, I, I just, I really enjoy that I get to talk to you and I've met you guys and that, that I have friends. I have friends. Yeah. You guys think I'm way cooler than I am? (laughs) Explain. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, I had a nice, Talk today with Matt with uh, Lance and with yourself cool. with Matt. Yeah, with Matt. I almost said Matt. Uh, with Lance, <laughs> that was fun. He was a good guy, joking around with him, um, talking football, stuff like that. Yeah, it's nice to talk to these people. Like foosball. It, it's just kind of cool the relationships that you build with people. Yeah. Know? See, and that to all you other people out there that are you could be part of this. Yeah, you could be part of this family. You were choosing to leave yourself out. We're not leaving you out. You were choosing to exclude yourself. We, we enjoy. So whenever you want to come out of your room, we're here for you. <laughs> we will We will give you a pair of sunglasses so the light doesn't hurt your eyes. That's right. We will hold your hand, and we will we will bring you out. There's They're all good people. Maybe a couple questionable people. <laughs> but they're all good people. It's awesome. I think it's... Tons of fun. I've never, I've never had a grown man tell me he's gonna tickle fight me, until oh just God, recently. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> he's a good guy. My but. wife, I was telling you a few minutes ago, but <laughs> fucking said, "Get away from my slippery fish!" And put that under yeah, my balance. Yeah, what's slippery said, fish? Yeah, I want to know what that is too, because I'm, I'm still on the fence of being insulted or turned on, or a little turned on. I haven't decided yet. So if anybody out there can message me. Privately, in case it's derogatory and mean, I don't want everybody to know. Do you think anyone out there has a shrine of Kyle? I have my own shrine. Like, they just, like, a listener that started a shrine of you? No. They just have, like, weird pictures of you. They have, like, every Photoshop that we've ever put on the website of you just, like, on a board. And they, like, like light a candle underneath it and, like, No, but I think there's at least one for Jose. They they have your, the, the Kyle cackle on repeat <laughs> as they pray to you. Makes me not even want to cackle. <laughs> you think someone has one for Jose? Oh yeah, this is a moldy chimichanga <laughs> with a candle next to it. Yeah, with a little label they tore off something that says "caution may cause stroke." <laughs> uh, oh my god! Oh uh, man! But please, if you guys, as you can see, we 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 are starting to talk about more and more people every day. Yeah. So if you guys, if you want to. Interact with us. Don't be scared. Yeah, we're 
We don't. We're not assholes completely, anyways. Just somewhat. Just a little bit. Just you know. Depends, that means we like you. Depends on the day. Yeah. That just just means we like you. Yes. So, all right. Time to get into some news. Nah, we got a Walking Dead came back. Oh, that's right. The the mid season premiere. What did you think? I actually really enjoyed the episode. Um, listen, we sit here week after week when when Walking Dead is on, and we speculate what the show is doing versus how they handled it in the comic, and, and we fucking suck at it. And I'm just playing. They they kind of twisted the way All Out War goes. Yeah, they've they've made it a very bumpy beginning. The I can tell you that the conversation between Rick and Gregory wasn't as pleasant in the comic as it was in the TV show. And then even like the shocker was Ezekiel turning him down. Yeah, because it didn't go like that in the book. And then they they meet this new group. We don't know who this group is. This group is not in the comics. Unless they are, and we just so that's, don't know that's it. two groups now that they have introduced to the Walking Dead that aren't in the comics. Yeah, and I think it brings an interesting dynamic. The junkyard the kids. Yeah, and so it, it begs the question: Is it was it one of these junkyard kids that followed um, Rick and and Aaron around? I think it was Dick Grayson. <laughs> or you know, was it Dwight? I think um, it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was someone from the Junkyard Kids, and he, I think that was the. I think that, uh, like, Lake House thing that was us, I think their Junkyard is on the other side of it. Yeah, because they went back there because they found the note from Father Gabriel that said boat. So I think that was in the back of it, so I think they've seen it, and I think they, their scout was actually watching, and I think their scout has actually already talked to Father Gabriel, mm-hmm. and they've actually, like... And I think that's why he gave him, he was giving him some of their shit back as like a, like, like an olive branch. Yeah. You know, this is what, and I think that they actually have already been oppressed by Negan. And I think just like, uh, Oceanside is. So I think that they're, that's why they're going to have the guns and the people. And I think father Gabriel is going to walk out. And I think that is going to, instead of Ezekiel, and the kingdom coming to the rescue of Rick and Alexandria. I think it's going to be these junkyard kids in Oceanside that's actually going to uh, that's actually going to really come. And then I think Ezekiel and the kingdom are going to come as like the cavalry. I think it's going to be that Rick and this group have to save the kingdom. Because I think at some point, Negan and his group are going to raid the kingdom just like they did Hilltop. Especially when he finds out that Daryl is being kept there. Yeah, I could, it, see, I could see that too. Because you had the dude in this episode tell Rick, if we find out, there's no statute limitations on this. If we find out that Daryl's here a month, a week, a year, five years from now, it, 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 we're going to kill one of your people. I can't, I, I, I hope that... Darrow or Rick kills him. Yeah. The guy that said there's no, you know, there's yeah. a week, a month. I, I I hope somebody puts, like, a knife in the side of his head. I hope that's how he dies. <laughs> uh, 
I would like to see him get bashed in the head with a Lucille. Honestly, I don't think he will. But I, I think I think Darrow or Ricker is going to kill him just because of the the guy's arrogance and you know he's only being like that because he knows he has Negan and the numbers behind him. Yeah. Because if it was the other way around, he he looks like a groveler. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna I'm a I'm cornered. I'm a, I'm a sorry. I'm gonna tell you whatever you want kind of guy. So I think he's only being badass because he has. You know, Negan to back him up. Yes. Yeah, we got to see one of the coolest Walker massacres I, in I, the show so far. I think. Fucking, they're driving down. Yeah. Which was interesting. That was wasn't even in the script. Like that was something they came up with, like that day, which is pretty cool. Oh, is that, I just I don't watch Talking Dead or anything, so I don't normally either. But it just kind of caught my attention because they were talking about that. Um, I really liked. I don't know. I really liked the Sasha and um, Rosita dynamic, or Sasha's like. Trying to talk to her and befriend her, and she's like, "We just fucked the same dude. Like, doesn't mean we're friends, right?" <clears throat> and I like her. I kind of like how she's coming into her own. That cockiness when she throws the dynamite, and she's like, yeah, "I don't like the look of this one." And then it explodes, and she's like, "Yeah, I knew I didn't like the look of that." <laughs> like that was that was good. My my question is, where the fuck is Judith? Who is Judith? I thought Gabriel was supposed to be watching Judith. She's just fucking just there somewhere. She's just in a playpen up. Yeah. Locked in a bedroom in a big over full diaper Fucking and Rick, a couple empty bottles. Rick Grimes, absentee father. Right. <laughs> it's not my kid. I don't care. Hey, man, he's got a lot of shit on his plate right now. Not my kid. I don't care. So being as we're, what, 164 issues in? 64 issues into the comic. One thing I wanted to ask you, and we're, we're kind of a little bit, we're deep into this. Rick Michonne relationship to the point where they're giving Michonne Andrea's lines from the comic book. How do you feel? What what relationship do you feel is is better? Would you rather have seen the Rick Andrea relationship from the comic play out on the big screen, or do you like that they changed it to the Rick Michonne? What do you, what do you do? You feel like it would have been more powerful if they were it was Rick Andrea versus Rick Michonne? No, I think it's more. <laughs> I think it's stronger. With Michonne, because I I think the audience is connected with her more, and she's been, and I'm sure if Andrea had been along the way, it would have been the same. But I, I think having Michonne play that role, I think it's actually, I think it's actually made the dynamic of Rick and everybody a little bit better. Yeah, and I you know it it, it tosses it up, it makes it a little bit different. You know what I mean? It it's. It's not leaving her to leave to the kingdom and be with Ezekiel to the point where now we know she will not be leaving after Ezekiel dies. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's coming. I mean, eventually the Alpha is going to put his head on a stake. Well, she leaves before that. Because she leaves and then comes back after the time jump. So she comes back right when they're getting ready for the festival, and that's when the time jump happens. Yeah, because they are already and then broken up. Ezekiel and- dies after that. But, <clears throat> so, because, I mean, as far as the relationship goes, especially with Andrea, they did a lot of things in the show differently than the comics. 
Like, I think the main, the key part was killing Dale so early. They killed him really early in the show compared to where they killed him in the comics. Because, yeah. spoiler alert, if you haven't read the comics, the way Bob, <laughs> the way Bob dies from the, the show, um, well, in the show from the cannibals, that's how Dale's yeah. died. So Bob got Dale's death, but in the comics, Andrea and Dale have a relationship for a while. And then Dale dies, and then she kind of gravitates to Rick afterwards. And like Carl starts, do you see Carl going the full like Carl in the comic books and calling Michonne mom? Nope, you don't see that. I don't see that because I think the way they've got Coral in the Coral seems to be a little bit older in the show than he is in the comic. And that's an interesting debate that's going on right now too. And, And I think, and I think it's only because. Well, he's a kid, and like most kids, he grows. And I think, he, yeah. And it's it just like all TV; the grow the kids grow too fast. They don't grow at the pace of the show. They, yeah. they grow like a normal person. And I think, I think, the way Coral is on the show, he's too big to be calling Michonne mom. I agree. Yeah. It, well, and I especially, I, th- I especially think the way they did it in the comics, where he had to put his mom down and, and kill his mom and stop yeah. her from turning. I think that kind of changes that dynamic as well. But, um, I mean, just, like, that's kind of interesting to debate right now because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a huge debate going on in the Walking Dead community about... Is it a master debate? <clears throat> it is. About the age of Rick in the, the comic versus the show. Is he, like, 37? No. According to... According... Robert Kirkman, I believe, wrote in issue five that Carl is seven years old at the time that all of this started. And I believe somewhere they say that Rick is 27. So that would have made Rick... Tw- Rick is 27 when the events of The Walking Dead take place. Because, I mean, it's only been a couple years. But it's speculation, though. And and I guess Robert Kirkman finally came out and said, well, there's no definitive age for them because who knows how long that time jump could have been. Time jump could have been one year. It could have been five years. He doesn't establish how long that time jump is, I don't believe. <clears throat> At the end of All Out War to where we are now. It says on the Walking Dead wiki, mm-hmm. he's 38. Now? He was, 30, he was 34 when everything went down. See, and there's an article on comic book resources with him. That was as of issue 162. He was 38 years old. There, yeah, because there was an article on comic book resources, if you look it up where Robert Kirkman was talking about their age. And a lot of people speculated that Rick Grimes was twenty one or 27 years old when all of this started. So as of issue one, he was 27 and Carl was seven, so that would have made him 20 when Carl was born. I was trying to see, but yeah, that's just what it says in the... <clears throat> but I would assume that their ages are older in the comic book is just by the way... Or not comic book, but in the TV show, by the way, you know, you age you progressively age naturally like Chandler Riggs has, or, you know, Andrew Lincoln has, you know, I, I would put their, their TV shows much older. So, I mean, it's an interesting debate. I wonder if we'll ever get a definitive. Yeah. It just says Rick Grimes, comic book series, male, light Brown, age 34, issue one, 38 as of issue 162. And it says occupation. See, cause I think that's just, I think that, that might just be guessing. Let me try. Let's see. Let me see if Here's I the Rick this. Grimes. Uh, the Rick Grimes Wikipedia. 
They have a Wikipedia for like every character. Yeah. I don't think it's showing how old he is. Let me see if I can find this this comic book resources article that I'm talking about. But I mean, I always expected to be in his 30s because that's a average age for an adult with a kid. He's a police officer. And he wasn't just, he wasn't a low-ranking one. He was a higher-ranking, you know what I mean? He was sheriff, you know what I mean? He wasn't, like, new. He was on the force for a while. He was established. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's, I always assumed for him to be in his 30s. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's, that's kind of when you think of the normal, you know, American thought, that's what it'd be, you know, 30s, 7-year-old been its job for a while blah 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 that's, yeah that's why i just always assumed it no i mean it's a good assumption i just mm-hmm. i want to know what you your thought on it was i'm trying to find that um that article here just so i can reference it a little bit better because i just kind of wanted your opinion on it mm-hmm. as the walking dead guru that you are what you thought that their ages were um, let's see. That's what I always just thought. I didn't really think about it very hard until right this second, though. Right? That's just kind of what I assume, though. <clears throat> yeah, Robert Kirkman addresses Rick and Carl's age. It says, uh, The question of Carl Grimes aging in The Walking Dead has been a commonly discussed debate among fans. In the comic book series, Carl was seven years old when the apocalypse began. In the TV series, he appeared to be about that age. In the time since, both Carl Grimes and the actor playing Chandler playing him, Chandler Riggs, have grown up significantly. On the TV series, Carl has grown into an uh, ab- abundant young man. In the comic book, he asserts himself as a leader in the most recent issue. However, his age is not directly addressed by characters, despite fans frequently wondering how old Carl is supposed to be. In Letter Hack section of The Walking Dead in issue 164, the Walking Dead writer Robert Kirkman and editor Sean, yeah, I don't know your name, Ad McSquins, I can't pronounce your last name, addressed the issues when one fan's letter caught their attention. The fan claims Rick was 27 years old on the first page of The Walking Dead and his son was 7 years old. Rick's age has never been revealed in the comics. Um, it's true enough uh, revealed that you can figure out he was 23 years old when he started getting serious with Lori. Which uh, invalidates your theory because Rick can't be 27 at the same time Carl was 7. Um, he, Kirkman does, however, admit that there is a bit of an in-house debate on Carl's age. Um, Robert disagrees on many things, but maybe none more than Carl's age. The irony of this is that I know Carl is 7, like you all do, because Robert wrote it uh, when he was... He wrote, he wrote that he's 7 in issue 5. So long as Carl never says how old he is in post-time uh, jump, you can ima- you can just ignore what was said in the, la- the latter issues. So, yeah, officially the time jump between 126 and 127 is not tied down to a specific number of years, Kirkman added. So who knows? I was just wondering what your, your thought on it was. So that's where I, I just kind of... And they talk about Rick now, you know, after the time jump, they, they talk about Rick being old, an older <clears throat> man. Yeah. So that's why I'm assuming it was. But is it older man in the physical sense, or is it older man in the fact that Deacon fucking busted his leg and now he's just crippled? 
I just figured they're saying oldest, and he was like forty. No, <laughs> I, I just thought he was Negan was saying old man, like because he can't move. Was... Like old to be running around and fighting, but I guess forty's not that bad. So yeah, but I I really liked again. I I, I thought the issue was good. That it was interesting. It had a lot of interesting points. Um, I like the way they're going with it. I like that it's different from the comic right now. And I'm interested to see where things go. I'm interested to see what happened with Heath. We ever see Heath again? See, that was another speculation. I thought maybe he, maybe when he when he dipped out, mm. he might have found them. And so when he. That was the other thing that I was thinking too was when uh, Rick smiles, that's who walks out. Heath? Is Heath. Maybe. That would be interesting. Which would be way different than the comic too because he's, yeah. you know, like in the comic, he's lost his leg. I actually yeah. forgot about that. I kind of did too. It's reading the new, yeah. And reading the new issue, I was like, he lost a fucking leg? Oh, yeah. They had to cut it off. And because, uh, you know, he was always just a, a runner. Yeah. You know, and so it would be kind of cool to see him, you know, everybody hates Chris guy to fucking. <laughs> well, I think the reason they did this is so he could go film his stuff for, cause he's the lead in 24, the new 24 show. Fuck that. He plays Aaron Carter in the new 24, but. I don't give a shit. I, that's kind of the debate that's going on too is who's Rick smiling at is he smiling because he just found his army or is he smiling because he found there's somebody I, he knows I think he's smiling because there's somebody he knows like I don't, I don't think he like because they're surrounded there's guns pointed at him there there was tension in the air for him just to smile because he found an army I think is, is a little premature because he, yeah. does not, he doesn't know what these people are what they're capable of what what they're going to do I, there's somebody there that he knows that made him excited that's going to put it so that... It's Herschel. It's Herschel. <laughs> it's Herschel. He survived. It's, <laughs> it's just Herschel's head really in a Judith jar. Is. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you see Judith there ruling him in a little diaper? It's Herschel, head in a jar, Herschel. Oh, my fucking God. Boom. <laughs> it's Herschel. It's Dale. <laughs> um, or Eugene. It's... <laughs> I see. I don't think I. Part of me doesn't think that that group knows about Negan yet, and I think that's what Rick's going to use as leverage, saying, "Listen, like they did this to us, they're going to do this to you. It's only a matter of time." I think Rick's going to use that as leverage to to get him to fight. But if somebody that Rick already knows is there, there's chances are that they yeah. already know then what's going on. <laughs> but that that smile wasn't a. That smile was more of a. a I think a like a sigh of relief. <sighs> yeah. And like a yes, like. I have what I need now, and I think that's, uh, and that could possibly who be the actual scout was. It could actually be maybe Heath checking out what the hell was going on because, mm-hmm. you know, he's checking and he realized shit has hit the fan. Uh, another thing that I'm I'm back to hating Father Gabriel again, or not sorry, sorry, not Father Gabriel Morgan. I'm back to not liking Morgan again <laughs> because clearly clearly King Ezekiel puts a lot of weight in what Morgan has to say and what Morgan thinks. And he could have talked to Ezekiel into joining Rick and going to war, but he chose not to. Yeah. 
And I wonder what, and I think that's what's going to bring Carol and make Carol snap out of her funk and bring her back is when she finds out that Glenn and Abraham were killed by Negan. Then she's going to go, okay, I'm, I'm down to kill these guys. Yeah. He's, yeah. That, that, and that, and maybe that's when she'll go and use her, her vagina to get her to get Ezekiel to, <laughs> to back up Rick. That It's still so weird to me that they, they took that, they gave you know, Michonne Ale- Andrea's roles and have kind of like ushered Carol into Michonne's role a little bit. Or not Michonne's role, but <clears throat> Andrea's role as far as being like the, the, the badass and the sharpshooter. But now they've kind of flopped where as far as relationship wise, they're going to, they're trying to be edgy and go with that interracial, the interracial fuck fest. <laughs> the walking fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Interracial fuck fest. At least it's not the fucking dead. <laughs> There's a porn parody out there somewhere called the fucking dead. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sh- absolutely sure of it. Time to Google it. <laughs> uh, but what, what would you give this week's episode of Walking Dead? Um, Are you really Googling it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm actually going to write talk in the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead porn parody. Yep. There, There's going to be one. That show is too popular for not there not to be a one. I'm scared to click some of this shit. Don't click on anything. It should just. I I bet you Wood Rocket's already done it. Walking Dead, a hardcore parody. Hardcore porn parody. That's what it says. Oh shit. The fucking dead. <laughs> Michonne and Andrea get together. The Walking Dead party censored parody centered. Let's you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna put this is Pornhub. I'm just gonna click on it. Oh god, no. Kyle's literally on Pornhub, people. I am. I am. Swipe to watch. This is uncomfortable. Uh, this is two dudes in a room talking. Two fat, sweaty dudes in a room talking, and you're about to play some porn. Let's see. Burning angle emo punk orgy walk dead parody. Oh, here it is. Oh my god. I apologize everyone for what you're about to hear. <laughs> you are about to hear some interracial porn. There's Not that there's anything wrong with that, but Oh fuck. Oh my god. Did you say where's the RV? Why are they like in a command or oh, are they supposed to be in the CGC? <laughs> I think so. Dude, Michelle wasn't even there yet. God, look at those terrible gunfights. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? This is horrible. Is that supposed to be is it a Carl? <laughs> With a double hammers? <laughs> oh my god, I'm about to link this out. You're gonna have to link this so people can actually see. We'll, we'll put it in the group chat. Dude, that is terrible. Was that Glenn? That's Glenn uh, With a machete. Yeah, that's probably Glenn. What the fuck? <laughs> this is terrible. Not even anywhere near that. Oh, okay. man. Oh, I'm man. I'm fast forwarding it. <laughs> Let's go, guy. What are you doing? What are you doing? You are literally watching porn on the podcast. Hold on. I'm going to go back. What are you? <laughs> what is this becoming? I'm, I'm trying to see where we're like, they go from killing everybody. When did this become the porn cast? I- 
<laughs> I'm trying to. You see. were literally watching porn on the podcast right now. Not yet. Hold on, I'm trying to see where it like what, what is I'm trying on? to see what escalates this from uh from the walking dead to the the fucking dead? Yeah, to porn like <laughs> like okay, like cuz like they what they're doing right now is they're killing zombies. That's all they've been doing for the last 2 minutes. And they're like so now they're like dragging the bodies off. It's it's like someone who doesn't look like no one looks remotely even close to what it is. Oh, look! It just all of, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere. Look, I don't want to look. Look out of nowhere. They're like the 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 Glenn and the the Rick characters are like moving the bodies, and the chicks are like, "Look at my tits! Look at my tits!" <laughs> and, and they're like. Fucking Carl look, with his bad like, emo oh, hair. They are doing the zombies. What? Look, they they moved the zombie. What? Look, what the fuck are you watching? They're, they're, they actually grabbed the the women zombies, and now they're doing them. Is that supposed to be Andrea? She's yeah. not getting into the action now. But look, it's not by it's. <laughs> <laughs> this, this zombie right here is sucking him off. What the fuck him. are you watching? You are literally watching porno on the podcast right now. Okay. <laughs> that just happened. That just happened. That's Hey, man, sometimes it escalates to weird shit. That beats the time that Kristen was on the show and porn just showed up on the TV. Well, we, we kind of we kind of wanted to see if there's a Walking Dead parody porn. Yeah, but I didn't expect you to actually watch it. I wanted to see what what was going on. So it's from season one, and then they actually start fucking the zombies. Like it's it's crazy. They're dragging dead zombie bodies off, and then all That's of a sudden they, they grab two women zombies, throw them onto the table, and then take their clothes off and start fucking them. That is like hard necro- necrophilia type shit. That's fucking weird. Yeah, that's super weird. Uh, you should link it in the group chat. No, I'm not linking. <laughs> you can link it. You can link it. <laughs> Andrew can link it. Andrew can link it. <laughs> Andrew Lincoln can link it. Stupid. Anyways, what was your... What was your... <laughs> Who cares, Oh, right? dude, right? It doesn't even matter. After you just literally started watching porn on the podcast. What are you looking at? I am getting topics and <laughs> loading up the... See how see how we prepare? We look for topics as we're talking. No, I've, I've got some. And I was just looking at... A couple more to try and fill out the show. What do you? Th- um, I give it an eight five. With the porn? No, <laughs> Walking Dead. Oh, not the porn. I I gave it an eight five too. It was good. It was a lot. I I was really worried they were going to continue that pace of um, individualizing the episodes. Yeah. Instead of kind of doing a group thing, I was worried that they were going to continue the pace of Kyle watching porn on the show. Which porn for like eighteen seconds, <laughs> dude? Still, uh. <laughs> it's not like it's weird. It is very weird. Like too, we weren't, we weren't too watching fat, it. sweaty dudes we, in a room, and porn starts playing. We weren't watching it with any weird intent. We were doing it for research purposes. Yeah, it's different when that's what we'll tell HR. <laughs> Good thing we don't have an HR. Where's Kellen at? <laughs> Kellen's our HR. He probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, did you watch uh, Legion this week? Yes. Holy! I didn't. F- oh no no no! You mean last night's episode? Yeah. No. Oh, you watched yet. the first episode. I watched the first episode. What did you think of the first episode? 
you you were right, and you're you're like you're watching it, and you're like, it's kind of cool because they 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 try to make it seem like is this in his head? Is it not in his head? Is it really going on? Is it not going on? To, even to the point where like you, you they kind of almost put you in his shoes, like you yeah. don't really know what's going on there. Like, and it really doesn't wrap up a whole bunch at the end, but you know now that she is also a mutant, mm-hmm. his hot fucking girlfriend. Yep. And you know that she is a mutant and that she's with other mutants and she knows, and when they switched bodies, she knows how powerful of a mutant he is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's why she actually came back to break him out. It's because she knows how powerful he is. Which, if you read Legion the comic, like he's got like 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 the big flat top, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like a lot of it has to do with him in the like in the mental ward, yeah. Because I, I was reading it a lot, like last night, and it must have been a couple nights ago, and it was it's. It's a very rough issue. His yeah. first appearance. It's a very rough issue, and it's like there's like there's like a couple things going on, but the show itself is badass. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I think it's got room to work with. I think it's. I think for a first issue, it was they didn't they introduced you, but at the same time they really didn't introduce you. Mm-hmm. They 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 kept you guessing, and if they can expand on that, and they can. They can make it flow. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Nice. And I, you know, I mean, it, it had it's it's an association with Marvel, but it's actually not a Marvel thing. Hmm. It's just like yeah. you know, like based on the Marvel character of right. Because it's really kind of not like him, but it is like him. And but it's, I mean, it was int- It's I really, I'm really excited to keep watching it. It will be. It's on my DVR list now. Yeah, I've got to watch um, last night's episode still because I was at trivia when it was on, and I just haven't watched it yet. Um, I did watch Oops. Arrow. I found Arrow very interesting this week because um, Flash was on hiatus. I don't know if you're caught up on Arrow. I actually, I stopped watching Arrow. Really? <laughs> you still watch Flash? No. No. Jeez. I don't know what's on when. They're either and you know what I used to record them and it's for some reason it doesn't it doesn't I have to go double check it, it doesn't DVR anymore. Well, <clears throat> did you re-record them after you switched from from Cox to Directv? Don't remember. Yeah, see, I don't know. I've had Directv for like a year <clears throat> now. Arrow was a very interesting episode. You got to see because Wild Dogs in it mm-hmm. this season. You got to see his backstory, which is really cool, and you got to see. It had to do with, like, gun violence and gun laws and kind of, like, real-world situations that we're dealing with right now and, like, a mass shooting and, and things like that. Like, it was really, really interesting. And you you finally get to see Oliver Queen solve a, an issue as Oliver Queen instead of the Arrow. Like, he did it as the deputy mayor because he's the mayor mm-hmm. of Starling City or Star City now. And he did it as the mayor and not as Oliver Queen. I just thought it was a really different change of pace. It's a really interesting episode. Well, sometimes you don't need to mask them to, no. to be a hero. <clears throat> so I actually found it to be really enjoyable as far as like recent episodes of Arrow have gone. Um, but that's pretty much it as far as because Flash was on hiatus this week and so was Legends and they're back next week. Walking Dead came back, which is good. Um, 
the CW just picked up another superhero show. Black Lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they. I think they picked up another one too. I can't remember now. Like, uh, I think like NBC or Fox turned it down. Yeah, that's Black Lightning. Is it? Yeah. Powerless. Did you watch episode two of Powerless? <sighs> no. When was it on last night? No, it was on last week. Episode two? Yeah. No, I didn't watch episode two. They build an umbrella and they actually have like a fantasy football league, for, but for like superheroes. <laughs> And stuff. Do you think it's gonna make it? Um, honestly, no. It's it's too it's it's a nice change of pace from the CW dark and gritty shows uh, and and dark and gritty shows like Gotham. It's a definitely a nice change of pace from them, but it, it's too campy and it's too lighthearted and it's it's very it's a hard pill to swallow. Mm. Like I enjoyed the first episode. I was like, all right, well, maybe this is going to change. I mean, it's funny. It's got comedy in it, but it's it's a kind of a hard pill pill to swallow. So I'll be definitely be surprised if it makes it past season one. I'll be I'll be surprised if it makes it. NBC shows have a, a history of ending at episode 10. I'll be surprised if it makes it that far. I think it might do better on a different network um, where they don't expect as much from it. I don't know. I, I think they know it's weak because they have it following Superstore, which is one of their... They're strong comedies right now. It has a kind of following Superstore, but it's just not. It's as far as like a DC goes. It's it's nice that it has those Batman references and the Bruce Wayne references. It's just not and, enough. Yeah, it's just not enough to pull. I I don't feel like that cast is interesting enough to to pull the show and and making watching them and create inventions to protect people isn't really what the show was pitched as. So it doesn't. It doesn't carry over well. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. But um, let's get a little bit of news real quick, and then we got a shit ton of comic books. Yes, we, we do. warned you last week that we were gonna have a. Sh- I didn't realize how many books we have to review this week. Hot damn! I have to give a shout out to my local comic book store. I have to give a shout out to Jesse because without the way he does things for his customers, I couldn't have bought all the books that I've bought. You know he. And it's cool what he's doing now, too, is he didn't used to do this, but all of his, which, is, I mean, it's not a new or anything, but I, I, this is something small that, like, drawn the comics used to do that I appreciated. But for all of his box holders, all your books are coming bagged and boarded already. So, and I, I, I appreciate that, just like I, I appreciate it when I go to Ken's store. I, I, I enjoy that. They're not, that means they're not. Let's they're be not honest, over. if you don't. Bag and board your books. You're a fucking savage. <laughs> That's all. I'm you're a fucking savage. I mean, I bag and board them, but usually, like the way his is, is you, you pick it. You know, like most stores, you pick your books up. They're just there, and then you get your bags and boards before you leave. Yeah. And then you bag and board them later, and I usually mine get bag and boarded while I'm sitting there bullshitting at the counter, you know, talking about whatever. But I have to give a shout out to him because he does twenty percent off if you're a box holder. Twenty mm-hmm. percent off each book. So, like, if my weekly total, I, I save $10 right off the top. And then for every dollar you spend, you get, like, a point. Or every $10 you spend, you get a point. It, it has a point system. So I had, like, I had like 600 points. Uh-huh. So I turned in 200 of those points for $10 off. Nice. So I saved $20 on my, on my book. So what could have been $50 ended up being $30. Right. And I think... 
like like in our interview, and I was talking to Jesse. I think it's stuff like that kind of out of the it's it's not out of the box thinking. Taking care of your customers is not out of the box thinking. But doing stuff no okay, he knows, yeah, he's giving me twenty dollars off. Yeah. But I'm there every week. <clears throat> right. You're a return 20. you're a repeat customer. So in the long run, he's making money off of me every week. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you're you're saving a little bit, you're gonna be inclined to buy that other book, you know? Well, yeah, because if it was fifty dollars, I would have put some books back. I wouldn't have bought like a couple of the variants that I bought, because I bought, you know, like Super Sons, I bought both uh covers. I bought both covers to The Walking Dead, I bought both covers to Batwoman, I bought uh you know what I mean? I bought, I had a, I just had, I would have put some of those back. You know what I mean? I probably would have, I probably wouldn't have bought Batwoman because I wouldn't have taken the chance because of the extra money. Yeah. I probably would have, like, I didn't even get to Justice League. I've been buying Justice League. I would probably would have put back Justice League. So that's why I had to kind of give a shout out to that because I think that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think more shops should do. And I think that would help the, you know, where are my customers? Well, look what you're doing. Yeah. Charging $10, ripping off people's podcasts and charging $10 to start a box is not the way to get customers. So, you know, and you just do things. I mean, they're, they're your customer. They're there. They're loyal to you. Throw them a small discount. Right. I've just never, you know, like, you know, like it's three ninety nine, so it's three ninety nine plus tax. Well, you know what? It you're taking twenty percent off. What do you, what are you actually taking off? Forty cents? I mean, thirty yeah. twenty six twenty seven cents or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just people appreciate that stuff, and I, I just want to give a shout out to him for. That's what I said to my my local comic book store. Then yesterday, I was like, "Thank you for relieving me of." The forty dollars I had in my wallet, it was definitely very hard to carry and was hurting my back. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. oh, but they're they're cool people. I know yeah. and joke around with them. So, um, let's get into a little bit of news and then get this fucking comic book rolling here. Um, Finn's role in Star Wars: The Last Jedi has been revealed. Rumor has it that Finn will use his First Order training in order to help aid the Resistance and he might even appear aboard the First Order's main command ship to do so. If the rumors are true, Finn will disguise himself as a First Order officer in order to gain access to it. The report details how Finn will bump into a stormtrooper, played by Tom Hardy, who he knew uh, who knew him but isn't aware of what happened on Starkiller base. Instead of trying to apprehend him, Hardy's character instead congratulates him on his promotion. According to the report, Finn has one mission aboard the ship, to plant explosives, the report um, positions that this new ship could potentially be the main hub for the First Order, uh, especially after their Starbase killer was destroyed. However, the report does not go into specifics about who runs the ship. There's also been a new image. I don't know if you saw the new image from the toy line for the... Um, Did you see these? Yes. Did you order them? No, I didn't. I've already ordered them. Did you? From what, Jesse? Yeah. Nice. He was getting the count of anybody who wanted them so that he knew to get them ordered. But they're f- fucking cool. Yeah. And what I, since you guys actually have no idea what I'm talking about, they're, DC is doing, I think it's like issues 21. 20, uh, 21 and 22. Of Batman and Flash. Yeah, where they're going to figure out who is responsible for Rebirth. Uh, they're like 3D covers. 
So when you look at them, they they change. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. What they what they call like litho something. Yeah, they're like the villains covers. Yeah, and then they're like the if you guys got the 3D covers a few years ago, they were like the mm-hmm. 3D covers. But Batman and Flash, they're fucking dope. Yeah, I can't wait. Okay, so keep going. <coughs> um, Logan may not be the end of the road for Patrick Stewart's Xavier. In recent in a recent chat with E Online, Patrick Stewart, who played Professor Xavier in several of the films, including Logan reveals that he may uh, be up to future films with Charles Xavier. Hugh has uh, raised a flag that says goodbye. I have not done that yet. Stewart was quoted as saying. So we could see more Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier down the line. We should see him with fucking hair down to his ass. (laughs) Um, One piece of news that I found kind of interesting today, and I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it, is Mel Gibson confirms that he's in talks to direct Suicide Squad 2. Good. He's um, an awesome director. You think so? What 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 shitty movie did he direct? Um that's true. He's a yes, he's a fucking psychopath, fucking <laughs> drunk who Anti-Semite. can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. And fucking like degrades women. races and women and cultures and but he's an awesome director. That's true. And he's fucking braveheart. Yeah. I mean, in all actuality. I like the, the more only we the were only soldiers, thing I, I don't agree with he should do it is because he's the one who said comic book movies are stupid. Yeah, we shouldn't have a bunch of them, and, and I think that's the only. Uh, he should stick to his own words and not direct it, because he, you know what I mean. Dude, he's gonna get that money. He's gonna take that big money. Oh, here's all the pictures of the new Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. <clears throat> Uh, he made it clear, though, that the conversations are in the early stages, so they're still very, very fresh. So He's going to do it because he wants that fat movie check. He fucking, in his last divorce or whatever, he lost, what, like $250 million? Of course yeah. he's going to fucking direct Suicide Squad. He'd be stupid <laughs> not to. He'd be a fucking idiot. Taint, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre fans, looking at you, Lance. <laughs> nice. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequel apparently ready for release. Waiting on Lionsgate. Leatherface, the latest prequel in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre horror series, is apparently complete and ready for release. However, it seems Liongate and the studio behind the creation is reluctant to release the R-rated movie. I don't know if it's because it's too gory or if it's just because it's a piece of shit. Maricopa Con. It's probably a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I would assume. I'm, I don't know. I haven't liked... I like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like the remakes, but I'm not... I I don't know. If it's a piece of shit, don't release it. Kevin Smith shares Jay and Silent Bob reboot storyline. Following the announcement that he has finished his script for the sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Kevin Smith teased a few more details about his film on Facebook page. Wait, wait, let me guess. Jay and Silent Bob have to break up a movie, right? Yeah, well, then. Kevin Smith teased... uh, teased more details about the film on his Facebook page. The old Miramax movie Bluntman and Chronic from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is getting a modern day reboot as Bluntman versus Chronic. Or Bluntman v. Chronic. I can't wait to shoot the movie Kevin, within a movie. Kevin, Kevin. Dude, I think that's fucking hilarious because he is poking fun at that the superhero genre in the way in superhero movies today. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little piece of advice, Kevin Smith. Stop. No, don't listen to his advice. Just, just, just keep, keep going, Kevin. Just keep directing the Goldbergs and the Flash. Nope, keep going, Kevin. Don't do it. I, I cannot wait. Don't. It, dude, it's going to be garbage. For dude. Jay and Silent Bob, it, dude, the reboot. 
I swear to God, if they fucking have to talk about the rules of the road again, dude, I'm going to get up out of the movie theater and I'm going to leave. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a fantastic movie. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Jason and Bob are in the, his house. Yep. And if, I hope, if, if Boo-Boo Kitty fucks in it, dude. I hope they have to do the whole adventure all over again. Because that's the only way it would work. <laughs> I am totally for it. But I am always for anything Kevin Smith, so... That's just me. I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm just, I just don't think you should do it. Um, Logan clip leaked online details X-23's bloody origins. How fucking cool is that? Did you see that? Yes. That clip? Um, the clip shows the creation of Logan's clone X-23 as uh, mass doctors cut a little girl open and turn her into a killing machine. The clip, which is filled with the bloody shots of... Um, her care of X twenty three, uh, the character and end up showing her like cutting herself and watching her healing factor, and everything like that. Now I'm not, f- I'm not up to speed on X twenty three, the character, the creation of X twenty three. But I know she's a clone of Wolverine, and I know her more modern stuff. But was was that how they? Cre- she was basically just surgically created like that. Like they just placed her claws in and stuff like that. No, no, no. She she already had them. They they they. I think they surgically did it and they made them animanium. Oh, so instead I think of she had something there already, and they kind of. I think they did a different instead of you know how they did Logan. Yeah. I think they they surgically. Because her entire put, skeleton is an animantium. It's just her claws are. Animantium. No, I think yeah. I think they just surgically made they they surgically did that. Yeah, because it looked like because it looks like she's gonna have the foot claw too because. Her, the foot claw <coughs> around foot her claw. shins, <laughs> around her shins, they had that cut open too. So, because if you know X twenty three, she has two claws that come out of her hands, and then one that comes out of her foot. Everybody so, should have a foot claw. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking raptor, right? Um, Click it as a way to communicate. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars has recast R two D two with the two thousand sixteen death of Kenny uh, Baker, the actor who literally brought r2d2 to life from within the star wars uh has recast r2d2 in the last jedi with doctor who and harry potter veteran jimmy v who fucking cares taking the role right and then one of the biggest things i'm sure you know who this person is disney and youtube severed ties with big youtube star pewdiepie fuck that have you heard about this no but if it's fucking if it's causing him torment and loss of money I applaud whatever happened. After anti-Semitic posts... Um, uh, the guy's a fucking tool. Yeah, so they've cut ties. Disney and YouTube cut ties with PewDiePie after uh, anti-Semitic posts. YouTube? No, they own um, a YouTube company called Maker Studios, which they bought a couple years ago for a couple like a billion dollars, I think, or some shit like that. And um, PewDiePie was was contracted through them to put out videos uh, and he made some anti-semitic posts and, and videos moron. like he went on a, a website called fiverr and it's a website where people will do anything for five bucks and he found two dudes to hold up a sign that says death to jews and like dance around and laugh and they did it and they got their account banned and like pewdiepie helped them get them back but yeah uh this wall street journal article came out about it and like they they cut ties with him, um, and then a few days later, um, YouTube Red, which is the premium YouTube service, um, dropped his the second season of his show, Scared PewDiePie, 
as well as um, dropping PewDiePie from Google Preferred uh, Programming that offers advertisement access to its most popular channels. So extra advertisement, things like that. Like he does a fucktard. Yeah, like he he fucking. I, I don't know if he's a fucktard. I don't have a problem with PewDiePie. That I think he's got fucking. I want to punch him in his face. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, the guy's just super annoying. Yeah, his video and game stuff is, yeah. He's super annoying. He's a fuckstick. I don't care. Fuck him. But yeah, so he's they, a fuckstick. That's a huge thing going around right now is that he was dropped by Disney and Maker for good for doing anti making anti Semitic posts and I, I'm so glad that he's fucking he, he the possibility that he might fucking go away into obscurity. Oh he won't go dude he's dude's a billionaire. I don't He'll, give a shit. He was not going anywhere. He could stay a billionaire as long as he um, fucking you don't hear from him again. I'm I don't know. I just think it's his. funny that Disney drops him for that when Disney has done anti Semitic shit in the past and Walt Disney was a known anti Semitic. Like there's literally an episode of Donald Duck is a, uh, Donald Duck, Donald Duck is a Nazi and he's reading Mein Kampf, the fucking memoirs of Hitler. So, whatever. That's all I have for news. You're not gonna talk about Ben Affleck not wanting to play Batman. Oh, I forgot about that because it happened last week, right after we recorded. Yes, Ben Affleck. Rumor has it, just rumor that um, Ben Affleck trying to get out of uh, directing. You know what I think they Batman. should do. I think this is Dick Grayson's in. <laughs> I I don't know, maybe, but maybe because I mean, they, if Ben Affleck, well, I think they've already done. He's already in Justice League, right? He's already he's in Justice League, and he's gonna do the Batman. But I think he he doesn't want to do any movies after that. No, he's not even doing the Batman. Um, hmm. he's not doing it because I the last article I read, and I'm not. Like, I haven't caught up on it since then, but last article read, I read last week said that he was trying to get out of it. There was talks of him to get out of it, and that he said he would play. I think that'll really fuck up the DC universe. He will happens. play, yeah, he'll play Bruce Wayne in the Batman, and then after that, he won't play Batman anymore. I have two, I have two scenarios that I want to, that I, 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 would, I would like to happen because of this situation. First off, they can't, if he backs out of being Batman, they're fucking screwed because... They're not. Yeah. They would have to reboot him again. Right. They'd have to re- and fuck that. I'm tired of Batman being rebooted. I'm done. We've got it. We don't. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No. No. Fuck. <laughs> no. 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 Um. But what would be cool is one of two things. Is a good way to to segue. Dick Grayson in. Battle for the cowl. Yes. Or. They can make him an older Bruce Wayne, and they can introduce Terry McGinnis. That would be a cool, that'd be cool too. Yeah, those get I Michael be, Keaton back to be old Bruce Wayne and bring in Terry McGinnis. Even even make Ben Affleck one more time old old ass Bruce Wayne because all he would be is he would be old and pretty much Alfred. I think if you're gonna go that route and you're gonna bring in Terry McGinnis, they should George, George Clooney. N- no, dude, if you're gonna go that route and bring in Terry McGinnis, you have to get Michael Keaton again. Bring in the guy who started it all. But I think I, I think if if he's really backing out, I think that's the only way DC would be able to save the Batman franchise of, of making Batman movies. Because because I I think us as fans would flip out if we have to go through another reboot with another. We've had enough Batmans. The problem is is that he, the dude has history with Daredevil. 
The dude he, knows a sinking ship when he sees one. He kicked ass as Batman. It can't be that bad. No, but he Batman knows Batman writes itself. He knows it's a sinking ship when he sees one, so he's going to fucking bail out before... DC's a sinking ship, man. Their, their universe is a sinking ship. Are you excited to see Wonder Woman? Do you have two fucks about seeing Wonder Woman? I know I don't. The only one I really want to... I want a Flash. I have absolutely no... But I'm not even stoked about Flash because I don't like his costume. Not that they can't even get a fucking director. They can't get a solid director for that movie. I just... I, I, Yeah. And apparently what they're saying about the script for the Batman, the script is really fucking good from what I've read and heard. Then they should but, run with it. Have, have Christopher Nolan do it. Yeah. Then we have a really cool score to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 would be my two suggestions. Would be if 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 Batflick steps out of it, that's what they should do. They should incorporate, move either, on to yeah. Either ha- either do Nightwing and then have Nightwing turn into you know when Batman goes back in time. Have you know what I mean? Yeah, Battle or, of the Cow. Or go into the future and and bring in Batman Beyond and have Terry McGinnis come in. Who knows what they're gonna do with it? So that's but it's very clear that. Sound from the sounds of it, Affleck does not want to be there anymore. Affleck, Batfleck does not want to be there anymore. Batfleck. But all right, let's get into some comic book ah, reviews. So many fucking comics. That's part of the show where we review the comics that we bought on the on the shelves this week that we like to read. That in turn you'll want to read, and it just kind of goes full circle. I'm gonna start with okay. Kyle's going to kick us off this week. I'll kick us off. I'm going to kick us off with... It's actually a throwback one that Lance got me to read that I read the other day. It's 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 not... It came out in October, I think. October, November. But it's... Uh, I'm, a, I'm only... I, I read the first couple. I'm only going to review number one. But it's the, uh, the Black Monday Murders. So... What the fuck? Is that an ongoing series? Mm, yeah, I don't know. I only have the first three. I looked at it when it was on set when it first came out, and I was like, I'm not really interested in this. It's fucking crazy. It's uh, this book. You, it's obviously crazy because you can't tell which way it goes. <laughs> you flipped it every way you could. This book started out with um, the original crash of the stock market. So the Great Depression, yeah. Well, actually, right before when it, when the stock market actually crashed, and what happens is uh, this dude, it's like this secret society, and they're like they're like linked to it, and it's like they're like the one percent of the one percent type, and they're like pulling the strings of pretty much everything that's financial in the world. Uh huh. So, and then, like, the first, when it it starts out, um, did I even bring the first one? No, fuck, I brought number three. God damn it. <laughs> but it started out, um, that's why I was having such a hard time with it. It started out where it shows it starting to crash, and then, like, it starts out in the stock market, and, and it, uh, and, like, this one dude's, like, he could, f- as it's crashing and he's losing his money, he's actually dying. And like and like coughing up blood and shit. Jesus. And it's part of it. And they're like, I don't know if they're like, 
aliens or they're they're a set of people that Money have been gives around you life and like you know and the, as it crashed and, and it's like as this crashes they're now that this guy's dead we can buy his stocks and then it kind of and it shows it you know and then it kind of moves forward to the, to the present mm-hmm. and these same type of people are like uh, they were two companies they've merged and they're doing like a uh, I always knew that aliens wanted to come here to get in the stock market they were they, coming to invest I don't know if they're aliens because I haven't got that far but it, it it whatever they are they've their their language has like been here since you know before like it's like the you know the symbols that they use are like the oldest symbols that that man has ever seen and and they've they've traced them back like three thousand years and it's uh <laughs> but they're like and then they have like a business school where like they they the teachers are there and they you know what I mean they teach these people how to become fucking I think what they do is it they bring them in and they they teach them how to be like these financial gurus and they take rich but it it comes with a cost mm-hmm. and what happens is one of the higher ups of this organization is like running a bank and he was murdered and uh, and so what's what's happening is it's being investigated. Like the guys, the guy that got murdered, his twin sister comes in and starts to take it, take over the company, and 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 like this cop is just like investigating it. It's switching to like, you know, like Russia back in the day, where they're just they're kind of just pulling the strings of the of the way the world's money works and the way you know, like they're in charge of the crashes and and recessions and. You know, and and this is kind of their thing, but this cop is investigating the murder, and she's trying to figure out who and what and why. And it's pretty interesting. It, it it's a it's a thick book. They're thick books, and uh, they're it's really interesting. And they're kind of wordy. Want to see something else thick? No, I sure don't. <laughs> do not turn that porn on, Matt. Matt, shut the fucking porn off. We had enough porn on the show. <laughs> you wish, but it's. I'm really glad Lance uh, recommended it to me. I got the first three. It, it seemed interesting. I'm going to go see about picking up a couple more, see where it leads. But it it's weird. Way it's to go, different. Lance. Costing and, Kyle more money. Right. And, you know, I, I like being able to find something that's kind of weird and different. And, yeah. You know, it, it's worth it. I mean, I gave the number one. I gave it like an 8.5 because it's, it's interesting. And, you know, it's it's – they're taking stuff that really happened and then they're just, you know, and they're doing cool sh- They're putting a weird spin on it. Yeah. You know, like they were talking about, uh, you know how they talked about the first uh, crash of the stock market. People were, stockbrokers and shit were like jumping out the yeah, windows. Yeah, killing and shit. themselves, yeah. They said that was actually made up. They said one mm. guy just happened to, f- it was a window washer. He fell. He actually <laughs> fell and they, and as the story went, it ended up being a stockbroker. Hmm. Interesting, but it is. It, it's it's a different take on something that's real, and you know there is a there is a you know we all know there's a one percent of the one percent that really pulls the strings of everything, and this kind of to me that's what this is this is run this is going at. So that it's it's an interesting <coughs> read, and it's, it came out in October. So I mean they're not that far back. You should still probably be able to find them. Worth giving a shot. Shout out to Lance for fucking. For recommending him. Nice. I gave it an 8.5. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yes. Uh, my first book this week is going to be Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 12. 
You're still reading that? I am, dude. It's so good. Is Kyle Higgins still writing it? He is, yes. Um, so if you were a fan of the original Power Rangers show, then you'll definitely dig this book. Uh, what's going on in this book so far is that Tommy and and Billy are transported into uh, like this black dragon realm where it's an alternate universe, alternate version of the oh, Earth. Wait. Did you see who the newest guest for Phoenix Comic Con was? No. Who? Guinea Weasley. Who? Ron Weasley's sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter's wife. Yeah, I did see that. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I did see that. Um, but anyways, they're in an alternate dimension um, where essentially this this white ranger, like Omega Ranger almost, um, shows himself and reveals to be an older Tommy. He kind of looks like a, a cross between the Green Ranger and White Ranger. Well, it turns out this issue covers uh, some events that took place and it covers that the events that took place in the series where um, Tommy was evil and then they turned him good still happened, but he decided instead of joining the Rangers that he was going to stay with Rita and became evil and, and worked with her willingly and wanted to obtain more power. So this is Billy and him. Uh, in the last issue, Tommy had just found Saba, the White Ranger's sword, and they just met the evil Tommy and now... Um, Saba and Tommy are kind of having a discussion because Saba ends up being part of, of Zordon's power grid and like the last remnants of Zordon. And once Tommy becomes evil and destroys everything, Zordon locked Saba away. And the pureness of the Tommy we know unlocked him and woke him up. So they actually end up reactivating Zords that they find to get away from this evil White Ranger. And it kind of it kind of goes through the, the backstory and of his, of his origin. You find out that um, since Tommy decided to stay evil, Jason was actually supposed to receive the White Ranger power, and they were trying to to trade him over because the White Ranger is known as the most the, the strongest ranger ever created. And as they're trying to transfer the power, Rita attacks with Tommy, and Tommy ends up beating jason and absorbing the white ranger power and that's kind of why if you're reading the book or you've seen the photos he's a mixture he looks like a mixture of both the green and white ranger and saba's telling this whole story and he transports him to the on the um falcon zord to this area where they get captured by rebels which are the original you see the original trini and um aisha the two girls who played the aisha. yellow ranger in the show like that song yeah, no. <laughs> in the show, they capture Billy and Tommy, and they're like, what are you doing out here? So it's an interesting book. I, I really like it because it's nostalgic factor for me. That it still? feels like the – still feels like you're watching the show. It feels like it continued on from the show. Oh, shit. Go on, dude. I clicked on something. Sorry. <laughs> um, I give it I give it a 7.5. It was a fun read. It was cool to see. Staying strong. Yeah, it, it's been pretty interesting. So far, I can't complain. So that's Mighty Weapon Power Rangers, number 12 from Boom Studios, written by Kyle Higgins. I give it a 7.5. Kyle Higgins is a cool dude. He is a very cool dude. All right. Should I do Violet Love or should I do Nightwing? Actually, I'm going to do Nightwing. Okay. Because I'm going to wait for Violet Love. My comic book store was sold out of it, and for whatever reason, they put it on my pull list, so I did not get it. I'll have to wait till next week to get my copy, but I will be getting it. So I'm going to do... Nightwing issues 14 and 15 as one jumbled fuck mess of togetherness. Okay. So, issue 14 is the end of 
the arc where Dick Grayson is trying to help uh, the runoffs. They're getting, you know, they were getting framed for murder and they're being set up. And, and he was, he had kind of joined together with the uh, facer and the rest of the gang to try to figure out who was doing this to them. At at the time, why the you know why the government was or the the city government was, you know, putting Dick Grayson on billboards to attract tourism. You know, hey, we have our own superhero. Uh-huh. So what happens is, is uh, at the end of thirteen, was it looked like the facer and the detective were setting up Nightwing f- to to catch him, mm-hmm. and they kind of made a deal. But what they, actually the deal was is all three of them were actually working together. And they figured out that the guy that was originally counseling the runoffs was actually the villain. And mm. they, they caught him. They admit, He admitted to it. They got him to figure out that he was actually the person in charge of, not in charge, but he was actually the person that was killing and setting everybody up for murder because he, he was actually doing it to get back at him and to be a villain. And so where that picks up is uh, issue 15. So that kind of ended the start. This... The arc, this issue 15 is kind of the in-between from the old arc to the new arc. This is kind of the transition book. So what happens is in 15 is he, you know, he figures out that, you know, Defacer had, you know, she, she was somebody that he had met when he was young and Robin. And she, you know... He, you know, he had told her that he, you have a choice. You always have a choice. You don't have to be this way. And and what happens is they, I don't know, their eyes connected. It's Valentine's Day. Cupid shot him with an arrow. Was it actually Valentine's Day in that issue? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. I was going to say. No, 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 no. It, <laughs> I was just fucking saying. I, I was about to say I, Valentine's Day. I was huh? just fucking saying. But what happens is, is, they, is, is she knows that... Dick Grayson is Nightwing. Ooh. What ends up happening is they actually end up hooking they up. Fuck yeah. They fucking this. They do. They fucking get on a couple times. What happens in this issue is he pretty much goes. They they're together. They pretty much fall for each other. They kind of find out that they're, you know, she's like, well, maybe he doesn't really know I'm Nightwing. So she comes in and she's pretty much like, hey, dummy, I know who you are. Yeah. Like she he came in with like. He like came in through her window as Nightwing with flowers and was like, you know, you know who I am. You want to go on a date? And she's like, of course I do, dummy. But like, you know, so it shows their uh, relationship growing and blossoming and he shows her railing her once. And uh, <laughs> so what he ends up having to do is, is it like she Giving her meets, that Dick Grayson. Yes, sir. And so like she like he meets her dad and and so. What happens is he goes through and he he uh, what he kind of does is he, he kind of lets everybody know that he's together. So the whole issue is kind of like she's talking amongst her friends about this uh, relationship developing between her and Dick. Mm-hmm. And what Dick kind of does is first he goes to Starfire and he's like, yeah, I got something to tell you. And she's like, I already know. You're with somebody. It's cool. I'm glad you're happy. That poor Starfire. Right? And then she, and then he goes to Babs. Oh, and no. And he's like, you know, and like, he's, uh, I got something to tell you. And he's like, he kind of puts his hand on 
top of hers and leans in, leans in close. And he's like, I think I love her. And so she's like, she kisses him on the forehead and she says, you better take care of her then. And, and you know, and that's what this kind of whole issue is about. <coughs> and, uh, and then he goes to, and she's a bad guy. Yeah. She was a, she was a villain, but she's, she's decided not to be a villain because Dick's kind of accepted her for who she was uh-huh. and understands and is there to help her become a better person and sees the better person in her. And she, cause they kind of, fight about it a little bit like I don't want you to be with me get away from me and he's like hey I understand your past I accept it I have my past mm-hmm. I'm here to make you better and so he go, he goes to and in, and the whole time there's kind of someone lurking and it almost looks like in the shadows in the background and it almost looks like the Nightwing New 52 suit the red that, that, that kind of comes up you know uh-huh. we're talking about the Kyle Higgins run of Nightwing yeah. It kind of looks like that, and he's like in like the background, and like he's at the end of issue fourteen, and and like so he's like talking, and he's like he's telling uh, Bruce Wayne that he loves the facer. I think her name Sean or Sean, and that he's like, you know, I love her because we can just watch movies together. I love her because we need to eat healthy, but we really eat takeout. And he's he's telling Bruce. That he loves her. He's found his love and he's that he's, you know, I think I need to stay in Bloodhaven and yeah. I think this is where I need to be. And and as this is going on, she is talking to one of her friends about the same, pretty much the same thing that he loves her. She loves him, that that he loves to be together, and somebody shows up and kidnaps her. And that that's and that's where it ends. And uh-huh. the, and the title of the next issue is uh it's called Death to Dick Grayson or Death to Nightwing? Oh, Nightwing must die. So see, that's this is where he's because he tells Bruce Wayne, "I love her," and then you see her phone drop as she's painting, uh-huh. and somebody's taking her. And you could see in the back of issue, the last page of issue fourteen, that it's actually a really cool cover. To issue fourteen, I like it, but um, so the last page. You could see it's it's the last page is like Dick Grayson is this issue fourteen, it's kind of like uh he's like reminiscing that he actually wants to stay in Bloodhaven. Yeah. And then you could see looks like he's decided to stay. Too bad there's only room for one in this town of one of me in this town. Sorry, I fucked that all up. Too bad there's only room in this town for one of me. And it's like, it looks like the new 52 Nightwing with fucking like long hair. You know what I think that is? Uh, I think that's Damien. You think so? If you ever played the Injustice video game, uh huh. in the Injustice video game, Damien kills Dick Grayson and takes over as Nightwing. And he wears that red. The new 52 The suit. new 52 suit. And he's got long hair. Yeah. That's from Injustice, the video game? Yeah. Oh, that might be why. So I think it might be that <clears throat> it, he, I bet you it has something to do with that, like a time thing or or something where it's probably going to be like an older Damien. Could uh-huh. be, it could still be Dick, but it reminds me a lot of. Because at first I thought. That like, Injustice character. Maybe it was like Jason or something, like wearing mm-hmm. something different, but he's in the next issue because he's going through and he, that's the, that whole issue 15 is them. 
their love growing and them admitting their love that they love each other to their friends. J- and stuff. Jason, Jason Todd. And Jason's in that. He's telling them and he's <clears> like, <throat> he, he says something quirky and funny. About I thought you meant another, another Jason, you know, Jason for Grayson. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. So now it's pretty, but between, I mean, I, I was starting to have my doubts on Nightwing, but I'm going to stick with it. But these last two issues were pretty good. So I'm hoping that this next arc really kicks it and it and it introducing it hopefully maybe that is that that would be a really cool twist. Yeah. So if it is that that actually makes me excited for the next arc. So it's kind of cool. My next issue is going to be um oh what what did you give that issue? I gave it a as a combined for both issues I give it like a 7 8. Okay. The next issue I'm going to review is uh, Dead No More, The Clone Conspiracy. Who wrote that? A Spider-Man event, Dan fucking Slot. You don't even... Let me let me guess. It, <clears throat> is this getting close to the end of it? This is the end of it. It crashed and burned. Yes, it did. And it fizzled out. It sure did. Yep. That it, is Dan it's Slot. It's fucking Dan Slot to the T. It's like I said, that's why I'm excited for Spectacular Spider-Man, because Dan Slot is not writing it. Dan Slot should no longer be allowed to write Spider-Man. No. His events, his crossovers start strong and then they fucking fizzle out. Yeah. It's like a it's like a fucking firecracker. You light it, it's like and then when it gets to the to the end of the wick, it's like nothing. It's a dud. It, it goes in there and it burns out and you yep. you're too scared to go look at it. Yep. But you're still staring at it. Exactly. Yep. It's a fucking dud. So what they do is all the clones start attacking now. Um and Spider Man and and uh, Anna um, are trying to to fix them because they're all deteriorating. And Who's deteriorating? The clones oh, okay. are all deteriorating, and um, Kane and Spider Gwen are fighting them all too. Well, it ends up that they go through this, and Peter and Gwen have a nice little moment where Peter. where Gwen is helping Peter get to like the main laboratory in the town. And she ends up like locking the door behind him and he freaks out. And she's like, listen, if I'm going to die again, I'm going to die a hero because of being chased by a hobgoblin and through all this. So she, she dies standing up to hobgoblin this time, which is cool. She dies a hero instead of a victim. So that was a nice um, justification for her character arc, bringing her back to life. But then the way that Spider-Man stops this is he's downloaded software in his in his web like web warrior software shit that like emits almost like our phones do when an amber alert goes off. Uh-huh. And that frequency restabilizes their cells. And it but it ends up killing some of the clones, but some of them live. And it ends on a really stupid note where he's like, you know, finding some of these clones that are still alive and in prowler and stuff. And he has this conversation with this one guy where he's like I promised your family that I'd bring you home safely. And the guy's like, well, some promises can't be are hard to keep. And he's like, I know, but I'm going to try my best to keep this one. The end. It was the dumbest ending to this event. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to go with this event. I know they allude that Ben Riley's dead, but we all know that he's still alive because he's getting his own fucking book. So <laughs> it's like it fizzled out. It was like Dan Slott was sitting there. And he's like, I don't know where to go with this. I'm just going to end it here. I don't know where to go. This I'm just gonna he li- it literally ends mid sentence, like not even joking, no fucking joke. It ends in the stupidest spot, and I was like, "All right, cool." 
Like, this book has actually been pretty interesting. There's some pretty cool stuff with it. Like, Otto Octavius is protecting Peter Parker and in, in fighting Ben Riley, who's the jackal, to allow Peter more time to get the this um, web software up to, to restabilize these clones. Um, and... Spider like they open these freezers and Jerry and Spider Man's like Jerry Jerry Salters and he's like Spider Man oh I feel awful where am I where's my wife and son I'll get you to them Jerry I I promised I'd bring you home uh, that you'd be okay but now I have to keep much of uh, as much of that promise as I can and then Jerry's like I understand do um do what you can you're only human the fucking end like seriously it ends right there. Damn, what the fuck? Like, it's just... It was such a... It was such a fucking terrible ending to what was actually a very interesting run. A very interesting offshoot. Because it wasn't like... It wasn't part of the Amazing Spider-Man run. It was an offshoot. It was its own event. Uh-huh. And the Amazing Spider-Man run actually tied into it. So it was it was a nice run up until the final issue. I have to give a clone conspiracy issue five a six point five. Fucking terrible. I'll do violent love. You should be fucking ashamed, Dan Slot. Shame. Uh, that's why I, I shame. I'm excited to be able to pick. Like I'm hoping Spectacular is good because so I can actually pick up and read a good yeah, Peter Parker Spider Man book. Yeah, because I mean, like, uh, we'll get into it with that Spider Man, but yeah, it, it will be nice to read. It it will be nice. But here we go. Violent Love, what everybody's been waiting for. Issue four. This book starts out fucking weird. Like they're at a funeral in 1971. And the grandma's tripping out that, you know, what did you do to my beautiful son? You fucking dad. Look what you did. And he fucking, she fucking, like, it's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. And it kind of like. It's like a ripple effect. It like sends like fear to like everybody because kind of through this whole issue, everybody's kind of talking about it, and then it switches over to the sheriff because the sheriff was at that funeral, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "No, no, no, I'm getting ahead," and then it shows some balls, <laughs> and uh, but what sounds like you're a little excited about that. Yeah, it's kind of showed some balls, some balls, some genitalia. Yeah, he's like. Uh, He's like chilling in the water. Uh, it's it's rock, and he's like floating on the top with his balls hanging out. <laughs> and Daisy's like practicing shooting, and he like trips out. He's like, "What the fuck? She can't hit nothing. She ain't no good." And she's like, and they're, "They're kind of bantering back and forth." And, uh, and he's like, "War." She's like, "You don't understand." And it flashes back to him like going like being a killer and going through war and what it's like to yeah. kill people. <clears throat> And he's like, here, I will teach you how to shoot, you know, here. And, and check out my balls. Check out my bizalls. And she's like, you know, and, he, and then she kind of explains why why she's the way she is. Because she's like, if you're just doing this for doing it, you don't. And she's like, no, I want to kill Johnny Nails because he fucking murdered my dad in front of me. And, you know, and that's the only thing I really have is, you know, is killing him. And I don't, you know, I don't have anything, I don't want anything standing in my way. And then her old f- friend that kind of brought her to all the way up to this point, you know, like the guy that she was like hanging yeah. out with, not the, not like Rock, but the other dude. Yeah. He's like there. Remember, like, remember when they stormed in there? 
to get her out when she was surrounded by everybody. He got yeah. shot in the process. And he's like, hey, what the fuck? You're like bleeding your story to this guy. And I've been through all kinds of shit with you. And I got shot for you. And you, you don't tell me shit. He's pretty much like, fuck you, bitch. And he's he like, get, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. And he kind of gets mad about it. And then like. Why would you get mad about that? Because he's like, we've been through shit. You know, you're like a mystery girl to me. And, you know, yeah. we went through all this stuff. And, but yet you're, you don't know this dude, Rock. And he's fuck your fucking. But you can already tell they're starting to fall for each other and whatever. And then, like, it switches over to, like, these two, like, burdensome girls. They're, like, I don't know, they got, like, like one's hit- got an axe and one's got, like, a fucking big old machete. They almost look like hitmen. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. And they fucking, they murder this dude. And then that her buddy, like, is talking to Rock and they're kind of arguing about it, you know. And he's like, she's like, it's not what you, it's not what you think it is. It's, it's just, you know, and he's like, I don't care. You know, I don't know what you think you're doing, but you know, you need to fucking chill the fuck out, you know, with her. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, shows the hitman girls coming and it, and then it goes her, that, that dude was like, Hey, he gets like, he goes, he gets to a payphone. And he's like, Diego. Yeah, it's me, Charlie. Your man, he's like, I could tell you where they're hiding, Ooh. and that's kind of where it ends. So it's kind of like the betrayal is kind of kicked in, and it was kind of a filler. It's kind of setting up like, uh, it's it's this was kind of the issue that was kind of setting everything up. Where, yeah, you, it's the issue where you could see that the walls are starting to close in, and Whatever I think this is what initiates the violent love, the the them, the rock and Daisy, and I think this is the issue because there's only a couple issues left. I think it's only like six or eight issues. Really? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's mm. that many. So I, I think it's eight, but I think they're so I th- I think the walls are kind of closing in, and I think it's gonna the story's gonna fast. You know, I think it's gonna speed up a little bit. I think this was the issue that. Was the turning point kind of like that roller coaster where you're going up, 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 and then you're right at the top, and now you're about to fucking just drop. That's what this issue was. So you're at the top, but it's good. It's it's a strong story. It's still going good. I'm giving it an eight five. I got a fucking cool variant cover to it, and uh, it's awesome. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, let's see. I'm out of standalone books now. I have just. So we have all books together now, right? Well, I have Venom number four. I just, I read this book, but this book really isn't worth reviewing because it's, essentially, if you've read one through three, you've read this book. It's Venom whining. It's the, his it's, host. It's still the, the battle yeah, where, where but the host back and wants forth, to be good yep. and he wants him to be bad. And, right. And and now they're positioning themselves to work with Black Cat and she wants him to go after this dude and take Scorpion with her. And and then so Venom and Scorpion start fighting. It's it's just this whole whiny, whiny, whiny emo book. And I'm just I'm I'm done. I I'm gonna go until Vision of Venom one fifty in May, and then I'm I'm dropping this book. <laughs> Why May? Because it's the and it's the hundred fiftieth anniversary of of Venom. It's issue one fifty of. He's officially been in a hundred and fifty. Oh. Uh. Comic, so it's like his 150 special edition. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go to that and then I'm gonna fucking drop it. 
because this book has been nothing but a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it's. I was expecting more from it, and like when I get all my comics, like I had a bunch of comics today, and what I do with it is, and maybe I shouldn't do this, but what I do is I do it in order I want them read. That's so you, how I do it too. You, you can, and I'm sure everybody does it that way. Because why would you read the one you don't want to read first, right? And then leave the one you really want to read. And so when I was putting them all in order, I, I noticed Venom kept because there's so many good books this week. Venom just kept kind of pushing to the back. Yeah, so, I, I would honestly give it a five. It's not. I wouldn't even recommend it. They, man, you had two fucking. Uh, they don't know how to. They don't know how to draw to write Venom. It's just not an interesting. I understand that they're trying to play off the Flash Thompson, the symbiote just got to me with a war hero like Flash Thompson. He kind of wants to be a good guy, yeah. but now he's being sucked into being a bad guy again. And it's just you know you have it's the first four issues have been nothing but the symbiote being a whiny little bitch. <laughs> like they're trying to figure out who Spider Man is, and Venom's like, I've had so many hosts now, I can't remember who Spider Man is. He's like, my my brain doesn't work that well. I'm not. I can't remember who. The true identity of Spider Man. Marvel's really they're they're really, and you know I'm sure there's a lot of Marvel fans out there that don't disagree with me, but I really truly believe that they are in a writing slump. They need to do a rebirth. Marvel needs to have their own rebirth. They need to purge this garbage that they're doing. Yep. They need to get they need to get some fresh. They need they need to they need to shuffle the deck. They need to, and I. They, you're right. They do. They need to. And I'm hopefully that's what they're gonna do, especially with with Cena Grace writing Marvel, Iceman. Because Marvel now is not doing it. Yeah, especially with Cena Grace writing Iceman. I hope they're gonna get some fresh blood into the Marvel universe. But I don't know. It's not looking so hot so far on these new books. So you want to do Batman? Uh, because we, we can do Batman. We can do Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC. Uh, on well, uh, well, image, so it would be Marvel, DC, Marvel, image, DC. No, sorry, yeah, Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, image. So yeah, that's fine. We we'll can do Batman. You want to do Walking Dead last? Yeah, <clears throat> Batman number seventeen. I am Bane, part two. So, it my it was a, it was a, it was good. It was a very good read. I didn't like that they left the whole. What happened to Dick and Damien and everything? They kind of just it was there, but it was the elephant in the room, and they didn't really talk about it. Yeah, because they went from hanging by their necks in the Batcave to Batman hiding them out in the um, Fortress of Solitude. Yes, and having Superman, Batman tell you need to babysit him. It almost felt like this book connected to Super Sons because if you read Super Sons first. The way Super Sun ends with, with Superman taking off, he's like JLA business or Justice League business and takes off. <laughs> and then Batman opens up with Superman flying to the Fortress of Solitude yeah. and Batman's there. Yeah. So like when I read him, because I read Super Sun's first, I was like, this feels like this connects. Yeah. But it, it probably doesn't. It's just me being like, oh, that's very oddly similar, but... I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're probably not far off. You know, but yeah, it just them in in pods and Batman's like, you know, you got to watch him. You can't... You can't let them out, otherwise they'll want to go after Bane. You get the same cover I did. Yep, that's the coolest cover. It is a fucking cool cover. But, yeah, I, that's the only part I was like, meh. 
But I mean, this this issue is pretty much they're they've got four days mm-hmm. to and they've they've got the pirate. They've got Gotham Girl. Yep. They're in Arkham. They're they're they, sneaking. So they have her dressed as Hush, which was I was like, oh, this was going to be an interesting twist until yeah. I realized that it's not. So they have her dressed as Hush, and Alfred is is dressed up as one of the the doctors there at Arkham, and he's taking her to get treatment from Psycho Pirate, and they've got Psycho Pirate blind, and they make her lay in a bed essentially for three days or four days of treatment, and and they, they put their they're in the Joker's old cell that yeah. they built especially for the Joker <clears throat> to keep him in and keep Harley Quinn out. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, I thought that's a really cool splash page. Yeah, a Batman up on the clock tower or on the top of Arkham or wherever it is. Um, like you see. Like Bane has has unleashed some henchmen, so you see like Selena Kyle get shot in the back. Um, yeah, I was I wasn't expecting that. And then Alfred makes uh, the psycho pirate just repeat, "Be brave, be brave, be brave," and then puts the mask on him to kind of like trick, kind of trick her into uh, kind of trick Gotham Girl into <laughs> to quit being such a little bitch. Quit being a little bitch. Um. So yeah, then he's doing that, and then I kind of thought it was interesting that you see uh, Commissioner Gordon start to get ambushed, and he gets saved by Duke, and he's like, well, "Did Batman send you to to look after me?" and and Duke's kind of like, "No, Batman wouldn't even want me here." And uh, Commissioner Gordon's like, "I don't need you to a babysitter," and Duke's like, "I'm not babysitting you. I was just passing by, and you look like you get some help." And I like um where he's just like, "Why are you here?" and then um. He's like, uh, I don't know. I shouldn't be. And then Duke asks Commissioner Gordon, why are you here? And then just from the wall you hear, yeah. And you see Bane's hands come crushing out of the right. wall and grab Gordon. And then you see Batman up on the roof again. And you just hear, caw, 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 caw. And it shows Bane like light a flare. And he's back in his luchador wrestling mask with the venom. And he's got... um He's got Catwoman and um, Gordon and Duke and um, some other people all tied up on this rooftop, and it just ends when it says "Day Two: The Battle at the Gates." Yeah, it was good. I, th- I think this is going to be. I think. I think there's going to be some ass whooping going on. It's been a long run with Bane because you had the Bane stuff before, the he, poetic he, stuff, and then he, now it's kind of like slowly. Built him up and, yeah. and and made him into somebody because originally, remember, he didn't have, he wasn't all, like, he had no mask on. He wasn't all beefed up. Right. He was, he was kind of in pain and. Psycho Pirate was getting rid of the pain for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he's back to his, how we know and love him. So I liked it. I gave it an eight. Yeah, I agree. Eight was good. It, it's good. Tom King is still killing it. He's still crushing it. I still think Tinian. Has got him by a hair, but not. It's it's a tight race. Yeah, it's it's a real tight tight butthole tight butthole race. It is tight. So now we are doing Spider Man. All yep. right. Yep. Spider Man. Spider Man. Issue thirteen. 
um, the Miles Morales run. I liked it. Singing a Tree Part 3. I liked it, it a lot, it, too. It was slow, but at the same time, it was kind of action-packed. But anyway, and you know what? Bendis can... He, he, I like his writing, and I think that's a lot of what it has <clears> to do with it. I like, I like his flow. Yeah. And it's pretty much just Miles telling what happened. Yeah, it was slow in the standpoint that there wasn't a lot going on, but it, it felt very much like a conversation you would sit there and have with your friends about how, like, you met this girl and you made out and, like, every, they're like, oh, I want to know all the details and you're putting everything together. And then, like, I like how, like, Genki is, like, interrupting him and, like, trying to question, like, you know, figure out what's going on. And, and Gold Balls is like, dude, he's sitting here. He's going to tell you the fucking story. Just chill out. Right. And Genki's trying to figure it out as he's going, and that's cool. And I like that he's in the other world with Spider Gwen and sees his dad, and his dad's like this big crime boss. But it's not his dad. Yeah, but it's his dad. And ends up kicking the shit out of him. And Punch then, him right in the fucking face. Yeah. And then the cops come, and and Gwen kind of gets him out of there. And I like how they transported. They use his his dimension hot transportation from the Spider Verse stuff. Mm-hmm. And they transport it into a world where uh, you see fucking Apocalypse on the back of right. a dinosaur. And then transferred him back. And he's like, oh, it's like a beacon from my world. So it's calling him back to his world. And Gwen goes with him. And, and it's kind of just like this. She wants him at Miles. Beach. Yeah, it's just kind of this interesting story that he's like telling him how, to, like, about his dad and, and all this. And she ends up going back with him. And that. I just the so way it ends. Yeah, right. The way it ends um is he's still like telling the story and he's like um what and Genki's like and then what happened cuz she had just touched the device um and she's like we got away from the cops it's a win touch the device and away they go and the king's like then what happened and Miles says I don't think you're ready for what happened next and it says to be continued and then the next issue is Spider-Gwen 17. Now I'm pissed because I have to go back and get the Spider-Gwen book. And now I'm going to have to get another Spider-Gwen book. I bought it. I already have it. And I'm going to get this one, next one too. Just for this. I'm going to go tomorrow and I'm going to get the other Spider-Gwen book so I can so I can back up and read that one. Yeah, for the next one. That one kind of hooked me where it's like, shit, I want to I wanna see the gap. Yeah, it's been an interesting story. And it's nice that they're tying Gwen Stacy into another Spider-Man where she doesn't have to be associated with Peter Parker because it's not... 616 is Gwen Stacy uh-huh. so it's a it's a nice it's been a nice change of pace like I said I really like Bendis's writing I love Miles he is this Spider-Man run has been what I wish Dan Slott could do but Slott just can't write Spider-Man like Bendis can I wish I wish Bendis would actually write like amazing Spider-Man but um, I'm super stoked that he's killing it with this book still there's maybe only been like one lull issue of this book so far. Even even in slower issues, it's still informative and, and good. Um still good to read. But I, I give it I give it an eight five. I give it the same. So I have to concur on that one. It was good. I liked it. Now I have to I liked it enough that I'm gonna go buy fucking Spider Gwen. I like that he's very He's very in awe of her. Like, she's flipping around using her powers. Well, like, like, yeah, like, she's known it. She's harnessed it. She's yeah. straight. She can do a lot of stuff. And he's like, man, I really need to, like... Rely on my powers more. Yeah, yeah. I need to hone in. I need to, you know, like, he's like, I need to start doing more of what she does. Because mm-hmm. she's all over the place, flipping around, kicking dudes across the room, and busting people's teeth out. And he's kind of just like, I don't trust and use my powers like she does. 
So I thought it was a very interesting dynamic um, between Miles and, and Gwen. And I have to give it, like I said, an 8.5. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. All right. So we got three books left? Jesus three books left. So We're on Kyle's pick of the week. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We're going to do something. A book that I think is going to, if it stays on the same path it is now, it's going to kill it. Yeah, I do too. It's it's fun. It's it's li- it's lighthearted. Suspenseful. It's, it's lighthearted. It's kind of got a little bit of everything for everyone. A book we're talking about is Super Sons number one. Woo, 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 woo. It is a book following John Kent and. Damian Wayne. Yeah. And this is this is rebirth issue one. So this isn't even this is just the, the kickoff issue. I know I mean it, it was good. It's 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 it starts out where it's like a show. They're like watching a show. But they you're you're seeing the it be filmed. And then it cuts over to uh Damian and they're running through the they're like running through the forest, and there's like people are shooting at them, and they're like they're like arguing back and forth. He's like, he's like, what mess did you get us into? And Damien's like, I gave you all the pertinent information of the situation. Yeah, you know full well what we're getting into. He's like, what are you talking about? You lied to me. He's like, not true. And Damien's like, I simply just didn't tell you everything. Yeah, there's just too many of them. We need to get out of here. And he's riding on he's riding a piggyback on Superboy because he can't fly. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't learned to fly, learned to fly yet. yet, right? So I mean, and it's it, it and that's how it, it's it's you know this issue is called When I Grow Up Part One, and then it kicks over to the first. It's 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 school time. Now they're in Metropolis, and it's two days before all that stuff happened. Yeah, and he's like, the bus picks comes to pick him up, and the bus drivers and the. I can never remember his name. What's his name? Who? Clark Kent's son. John. John. I can. It just keeps slipping me every time. But he's like, "Hey, where's the regular bus driver?" He's like, "Oh, that guy's sick. He's out." And it's and it's the regular antics of a bus ride. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the nerdy kids, and then you know the kind of the bully kids are fucking with the nerdier kids. And you know, and John's like. You know, you could tell he's Superman's kid, man. He's right, to, he wants he's to, do to do the right what, thing. He wants to do the right thing. And he doesn't want to use his power, but he does. And he just, who do you think you are? The bully's like, who do you think you are, Superman? And they shoot spit wads at him. Yeah. You know, and then they get to school, and then they, they have a, a snowball, snowball fight. fight with the bully kids, but the bully kids put rocks in theirs, and it hits John's friend and, you know, bloodies him up. And then this, uh, it's always this, the black kid, right? And then this huge like snowball comes and like falls and on the bully kids, and it ends up being Damien. And it and it's actually Damien was dressed up like Damien was the school bus driver. Well, no, Damien was not only the school bus driver; he was also a substitute teacher. Yeah, he was like remember him, and he's like showing the mask. Yeah, so he's not only the school bus driver, but he's also a substitute teacher. He's like. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's he's like, don't shouldn't you be in school or something? Damien's like, oh, I'm homeschooled. I don't have to do any of that. And I like that he's still very Teen Titans, Damian Wayne. Like they kept that same style. Yeah. And they're like, you know, he's like, hey, you drove my bus. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've been driving since I was five. 
You know, and he says, you know, hey, did you even say the information in the class right? He's like, yeah, I'm a genius. I could have had my PhD already. Yeah. And uh, and then it switches over to where Damien is back at Wayne Manor. And this is probably my favorite couple scene my panels right here. Is he's there and he's like going out a little early, Master Bruce. And then, you know, Alfred, he's like, yes, Alfred. And then Damien's like, finally. And he's just time to carve up and he jumps and he grabs Alfred's head like flips over him. Well, he grabs it. Yeah, he not only grabs Alfred's head but he grabs a power bar and a, and a uh, fucking bottle of water. Like he's ready to go fight. Yeah. And he says, thanks for the pivot point Pennyworth. I, yeah. It's just funny. He says, you are so not welcome Master, Master uh, Damien. But then, you know, Bruce is like, nope, you've been skipping school, homeschool and you can't go. And then it switches back to uh they're at the Clark's house, Clark Kent's house, and they're playing cards, hanging out, being a family. And then, like Matt said in the last issue, is uh, Justice League calls, and he has to go. Superman has to go do some work. I like how he fucking grabs his old lady and fucking gives her fucking give her a smooch. Yeah. And then it, and then he gets goes sent to bed, and Damien's already in his room. Yeah, and mocking him. I, yeah, hope you remembered Floss, Johnny boy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, 9 p.m. bedtime for kitties. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I could have, bl-, you know, John's like, oh, I could have blasted you. And he's like, and then Damien's pretty much like, I would have had you figured out and taken yeah. down before you can even do it. I would have dodged it and delivered a well-placed kick to the solar plexus. So he pretty much does is he, he convinces John to sneak out. And he's got something he wants to do. And so John's like, eh, fuck it. I'll go out with you. They escape. I like the Dark Knight look. Uh, yeah, of them uh, jumping. Yeah, through the lightning. Yeah. And they show up to a, a building. Double L. Yep. And they, I like and I like at the end, um, like they're standing on top of the building before all that shit happened at the beginning. And Damien's like, rest assured, you will never find me piggybacking on your narrow shoulders. And at the <laughs> beginning of the book, he's on his back. Yeah. Yeah, and then who shows up? Superman and Les Luthor. Yep. Can I help you boys with something? They're like, uh, Damien's pretty much like, shit. Yeah. And that's kind of where it ends. So it was a really fun read. Like, it's, it's, I'll, I'll tell you something. It's, it's geared a little younger. I don't know if it was just the kickoff or just because it's, you know, John and Damien. But it was still a fun read. I see this book being really awesome to read like Teen Titans is. Yeah. Like, and you know what? I think what I really enjoy about this is is, is I really like Damien. Yeah, and it's weird how many people don't like Damien. I like him because he's arrogant and he's full of himself and he thinks he's got he's, – he's your basic – 13 year old kid that's not that's uh, you know trying to be a superhero but he's got that I know everything there's nothing that anyone's going to tell me well, I have everything more figured arrogant. out yeah he's even more arrogant because he's Batman's son yeah. and he's kind of got that he's the best because of his training and mm. everything like how he grew up he was always raised to be the best and I don't know necessarily if it's arrogance or cockiness or just said he doesn't know any better. It's social, or if he's just socially inept because he's been 
trained to do all this. He's been Batman's son. He was trained by the League of Assassins. His grandfather's Rachel Ghoul. Like he did not have a lot of friend time. Right. He didn't have time to just be a fucking kid. Like they're trying to give John Kent, and so Superman is trying to raise him in a normal place, like a normal kid going to public school as normal as possible. And here's Damien being homeschooled, raised as the typical, like Bruce was the typical spoiled rich kid. But Damien's got a that a chip, chip on, on his shoulder, shoulder because I, he I think knows he's, he's better than everyone else. Yeah, but I, I I like it. He's he's arrogant almost to the point of being a dick. Yeah, and I like it, and I think that's what makes. And I, I don't think he, I don't think he means to be a dick, but I think he just no, comes think, off. No, I think he does. You think so? Oh yeah. Because to me, sometimes when I read his character, like especially in Teen Titans. It feels like he doesn't mean to be a dick. He just comes off that way because he's socially awkward and he doesn't know how to interact with other people. I think he's he's a, he's a dick first, and shit, I shouldn't have been like that second yeah. kind of person. But I think he just he's just a dick and he's arrogant, and I like and I think that's what makes Super Sons good. I think that's that's what kept a lot of it going for me, and I think that's a lot of what is with Teen Titans as well. Because mm-hmm. I I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a. I'm a Damien fan. Even, you know, that'd even be another one where we they could actually introduce Damien and F, if fucking Batflick decides to step down, maybe it might be a cool way to introduce... Uh... Old Damien Wayne. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Super Sons. I said last episode that everybody should... Everybody should pick it up and pick up both covers and it's going to be a fun read. And I wasn't disappointed and I don't think I'm going to be. No, I... I just picked it up on a whim because I was like, yeah, why not? I, you know, Kyle said it was going to be a good book. I'll, I'll check out the first issue. And I, I was surprised at how much I actually really enjoyed it. It was a good read. It was. It, fun. Was, it was. What do you give it? Um, I'm going to actually give it a 9-0. That's what I was going to give it to. 9-0. I think, I think anything less would be a travesty. Did you get both covers? No, I only got one. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Where's that fucking other cover at? Did I bring both covers of Super... Yeah, that's the other one. I like that, this one I like better. that cover a lot, this actually. One? Yeah. Oh, shitty. I dropped it. Oh, no. I actually would love to get that cover and get it framed and signed. Because I'd really like the way it looks. This one's all fucked up. I'm going to have to go buy another one. I'm going to have to go buy one, too. Jesse. Jesse. Jesse's girl. Whoa. All right, Logan, Old Man Logan, number 18. Probably the best Marvel book out. Um, it's between that and Spider-Man. Uh, this, this between is, that and Miles. I, 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 this has just been solid. They, they've only had one bad issue. They had vampires in it. And, yeah. And I, and I give them, everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> but this has been a pretty solid fucking It's just run. sad that we're only a few issues from this. This team no longer writing this book. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. But um, Logan, eighteen. Old man Logan, number eighteen. I'm so bummed. I fucked up my cover. So it takes place. They're still in the spaceship. Logan is face. If you remember, our last issue left off where Jean Grey and Logan were face to face, and it picks up right there, and he kind of now figuring out what's going on and why he's flipping back and forth between his realm and uh, the wasteland in current time and his time. He figures out 
why that's all happening and why he's seeing the baby Hulk and everything like that. It's because Jean Grey is doing it to him. Jean Grey is fucking with his memory. And he figures out that she's been um, taken over and that one of, like, the... um, What are they called? Um, The brood embryo has stuck itself to the back of Jean Grey's neck. Mm -hmm. And he kind of notices that his claws have... um, extended without him making them so they did it on their own so he has no control over his body or nothing and it's kind of like gene gray was saying you know you gotta you gotta take care of this and he kind of cleared his mind so she couldn't stop him and he lunged at her and puck was like what are you doing logan and he was like i'm either gonna kill this embryo that's attacking that's attached to her or i'm gonna sever her spinal cord (laughs) you know whichever comes first at least he has a plan yeah and he ends up getting the embryo, and and Jean releases, and she ends up killing, or taking control of all the brood because they only share one brain, and um, they kind of find they. She says we were here because we followed you up here. We followed the signal. Me and Iceman came up here, and Iceman is all beat up, and so is Alpha Flight. And um, yeah, they get their asses handed to him. Yeah, uh, Wolverine finally comes to the conclusion that um, you know he left. Banner's grandchild in the wasteland and that's not right and he's got to fix it and that he's got to go back he's like some way somehow I have to save him I have to go back and the next issue is titled the road to the wasteland begins um, and that's the last I think we're going to have a couple filler issues but one tw- I believe issue 20 or 21 kicks off the new story arc the covers are beautiful but everybody changes yeah I think Sorrentino's doing the covers but I think the interior arts are being done by somebody else. This team is going through the new story arc, and then after that, they're done. Um, but issues, tw- I believe, 20, 21, 22, and 23 are Old Man Logan, Original Logan, Weapon X, and there might even be another one. It might even be like, um, if it's Old Man Logan, Original Hulk 181 Logan, um, Weapon X, and then I believe original X Men or X Factor, Logan. So they're all different col- covers. So but if you're fucking badass, they are very cool. So if you're looking for those, I am. definitely make sure to pick up a couple copies, like I will be doing. Um, but I mean, there really wasn't much to Old Man Logan. It's a quick review, short and sweet to the point. That's kind of what the story was. Is there wasn't much to it. She was just kind of fucking with him, and it kind of replayed everything we saw over the last couple issues again in his mind. Um, but I, I give this issue, I give it a seven five. It's yeah, good. It, it wasn't great, it was but it wasn't a, bad. It's just a lead in to keep yeah. going. But now we get to the fucking Walking Dead. To my pick of the week, and it was a toss. It was a hard one because I had so many books to po- books to pick from, but. This issue of The Walking Dead being the second issue we got this it was, month. It was the heart-to-heart that won you over. It was. It was the, the heart-to-heart with Negan and Rick that, that got me. It was, it was fucking... It was, it was Negan fucking letting out a little yep. bit of his soul. Yep. And it, it made me question. Before we were like, Negan is going to... He's got something planned. He's going to try and coup and win Rick's trust and overthrow him. And now, I don't know if I still feel that way. I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> you know? I don't know... I think what it is is he sees 
when he sees Rick, he sees himself. He thinks they are one and the same person. Yeah. You know, they he knows that they're different, but he that's what he sees. He thinks that they, and I think he he has this bond and this connection with them. And he, I think, I think in Negan's mind, they're friends. He almost, he almost goes as far as to apologize for, for killing, killing Glenn. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because like, he's kind of like, man, I just, I had to do what I had to do and I didn't really want to do it, but it had to be done. And Yeah. You don't want to bash some Asian dude's head in with a baseball bat. I don't think he said Asian, but he's like, you don't want to bash some dude's brains in with yeah. a baseball bat, like in front of his friends. But he still doesn't like Dwight. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't like Dwight. He really doesn't like Dwight at all. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's weird to see this this transformation of of Negan from the, the badass fuck, fuck, fuck guy. The, the badass dude that's on Andy's arm. And I kind of like the way that the Here's Negan, the, the origin story in the Image Plus. And it kind of tied in it's with It's kind of running with this, yeah, because you see, when it starts out, you see Negan's wife. And he opens up to Rick, and he says, my biggest regret in all this is I didn't have the balls to put my own wife down. Yep. Someone else had to do it. I left her rotting corpse. The woman I love who accepted me, I cheated on her, and I left her rotting corpse out on the street. And I couldn't even put her down. He was like, I even stayed in the area for weeks, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it. And um, in the last issue, he's kind of, you kind of see him, in the last here comes Negan attaching to these different people and then they die. And then finally, like the last girl gets bitten after they're in a Walmart and he's like, fuck you, you're weak. Fuck you die already. And he just kind of loses that little bit. And I think that's where he goes from the nice, the nicer Negan to the hardcore badass that we know. And now he's kind of loosening and transitioning back. Like Rick seeing what Rick is willing to do for his people and what, they're willing to do is slowly bringing him back and the fact that rick didn't kill him yeah and actually that's why he he sat in that prison cell so nicely and 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 problem free yeah and i think i think just reading like the narrative between them two is is really important because essentially the last issue of walking dead rick was being attacked by walkers and negan saved him yeah and he's like come on you fucking cripple and starts bringing him on. And so Negan is saving Rick. And he's like, yeah, come on, you cripple. Keep up. Don't make me throw your ass over and my he's shoulder. He's crippled. Yeah. <laughs> and Rick says, just go to the door, open it, and I'll catch up. I'm moving faster than they are. And Negan's like, barely. And Negan's like, fuck it. Uh, fuck it. Um, I'll do it. And, and he look, he's about to close the door. And Rick is like, wait, wait, wait. And Negan hesitates. And he reaches out and grabs him, come on, and throws him down and shuts the door. And Negan's like, uh, you thought I was going to lock you out this last minute, didn't you? He's like, don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> and Rick's just sitting there. He's like, you saw those other people out there running, right? One running past you, the one who didn't come back to help, uh, those who were scared. And he's like, not us. We're not scared. you know. And he's kind of just trying to bond with Rick. And you see that the, the house around is just overrun. Um, and, and I just like... Fine, play the part of the uptight guy at the dick sucking contest and keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> um, and, and he he kind of just they have this heart to heart, and he's like, Rick doesn't say much. It's actually Negan yeah. is kind of 
having a heart to heart with Rick, but this doesn't go back and forth. Yeah, and Negan's like, but seriously, and I'll use my inside voice. Those people were so fucking scared. Uh, Squid and Paula, for sure, all of the others. You could see it in their eyes, and then the speed their fucking feet. <laughs> but you not, but not you and me. Even now, trapped in this house with thousands of them out there surrounding us, we're fucking calm as fuck. And Rick's is like, what's your fucking point? He's like, I'm just saying we're alike, you and me. We really should get along so much better. And, and Rick's like, trust me, Negan, that ship has sailed. And you just see just the massive amount of zombies around him. And then it kind of cuts back to um, the town and everyone. Everybody trying to deal with the zombies. And- yeah, and lead them away. And, and then it cuts back to, to and, Negan and Rick again. And then Eugene and Heath have a heart-to-heart they in do. this issue as well. There's, there's all kinds... Of, I, this is like the the, the f- February fucking Valentine yeah. love fucking fest here going on. And Negan's kind of like, I might as well get comfortable. Looks like we're going to be here a while. And that's when he asks him, he says, what's the single worst thing you've ever done? And Rick's like, fuck off. <laughs> Negan's like, um, is it arrogant of me to think you used uh, that word more because of me? I mean, it seems the way it, like that to me. But it, it's not like I invite, invented the word or anything. So he's he's basically saying that because Rick is, hangs around him more, he uses fuck more. Yeah. Uh, and then Negan pretends, you know, go Negan and, and just abuse it. And any fucking fuckity fucking way, come on, we're killing time waiting for those things to be let away. Or for them to bust in here and fucking put us out of our fucking misery or whatever. So let's kill some time. Uh, worst thing you've ever done, go. And Rick says, it's all kind of runs together at this point. Hard to narrow it back down. Um, it's one solid block of bad all boiling down to one thing, the worst thing I ever did. And he says, live. When so many others didn't. Hmm. So Rick is saying that the worst thing he ever did was live when all these other people didn't. <clears throat> so it's kind of like you almost see a transition here. You almost see a Nick or Rick transitioning into Negan and the Negan transitioning into more of that old school Rick yeah. that we know and love. And, and Negan's like, well, that's, that's, he's like, I hear that. He's like so many fucking people, fucking weak ass, fucking people crying, scared, doing every fucking thing in their power to get themselves killed. Like, this is where he starts going into that. Like I said, that it, it connects to the, here comes Negan. Cause he starts breaking down and he starts like talking about all, um, all those people and he's like, um, I just lost all respect for the human race. Make it really easy to bash a man's brains in when you think it might save all his friends, especially when you think the only way his friends can be tricked into, uh, living is so if they are made into slaves. So stop seeing people as humans after a while. So he's saying that the reason he killed, um, Glenn was to, to make them live. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's almost trying to justify it. <clears throat> and he's like, I'm not making fucking excuses. I know what I did was fucking fucked up. One side of the fucking right back, uh, I said it was, it was fucked up one side and fucking right down the other. He's like, you helped me see that. You helped me see another way. That's why I sat in your cell. That's why I brought you Alpha's head. That's why I just saved your fucking life. Worst thing I ever did was leave my wife to rot. And that's when he like kind of breaks down about his mm. wife and, and everything like that. And I thought that was a very powerful moment for Negan. And, and he's coming out and he, like we said, he's almost apologizing yeah. in a very Negan-esque way for, for killing Glenn. 
and then Eugene, you know, Eugene and uh, Heath have the heart to heart, and Heath just says that you know he likes being out there, and he gets an adrenaline rush from it, and that he used to just be a runner and wasn't important, and now he feels like he's gonna he can do more. Um, and then like Rick and Negan decide that they're going to try and get out of this house and, and Negan's like, give me the fucking knife. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to kill some of them and come back in. And, and Negan's like, holy shit, Rick, can you believe it? We're working together. And it shows <laughs> Negan walk out the door with the knife backwards. <laughs> so Charlie Adler drew him holding the knife backwards. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, but at least it's not Asian Negan. So, and then uh, like right. that article I read, you see Carl. Carl has another a character defining moment too. When he finally stands up, like Maggie leaves and goes off to help lead the walkers away. And she's like, Carl, you need to stay here and protect everyone. And Carl stands on top of this thing and he's like, gather up your weapons. We've stood on the sidelines long enough. These are our friends, our families, and we're going to let them fight this one alone. The herd is thinning out. Let's do our part. And she just, He's like, move out in 10, people. Get ready. And he's kind of rallying the troops. Like, yeah, so, he's taking yeah. charge. Yeah. You're seeing Carl kind of just step up his game and, and get ready to go. And then can we cut back to the saviors being the saviors. And they're waiting for everything to die down. And then they're going to invade the town and pick up the pieces and clean up what's ever left. So I really like this issue, man. I, I give this issue a 10. I do. It, I mean, it, it was really good, and there was a lot, a lot of defining stuff in this issue. Yes. I mean, there was there was the heart-to-heart with uh, Negan and Rick. There was a heart-to-heart where, you know, Heath and Eugene have both felt that they haven't been good enough mm-hmm. and that this is their chance to show that they truly do have worth. Even though they both do, they were, you know, Eugene helped, you know, get the power back going with the solar and making bullets, and, and he does a lot. But he does a lot more of the behind the scenes stuff, and then, uh, and now they're they're both being able to show that they can you know that they have a real yeah. position and and here in Alexandria and where they are right now, and then and then Coral's tired of being always told to be in the back seat and wait and wait and wait, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm a rally and I'm gonna take charge." So he's showing that he's gonna be. Yeah, he's showing that he's he, he he's ready and he's not ready. He shouldn't be looked at as a kid anymore. Yep. And yeah, and like it's like Kyle just said, it's full of character defining moments. It feels like it's leading something. We're it feels like issue two hundred is gonna be the biggest issue in Walking Dead history. I don't even think it's gonna be that far. You don't think so? Because I mean, it, like the last panel in that was the fucking what the saviors up on the telephone pole about ready to strike. Yeah. So I mean, I think the next couple of issues are going to define Negan's new position, because he's either going to stand and protect his current group, his new group, or he's going to fall back in with his old group. And, and what does he do? Does he stand in defense of Rick, or does he turn on Rick and go back to with? He turns on Rick. I don't think he's going to. <laughs> he's going to turn him on. He's going to turn him on. I, I don't. I don't know. Like it's so. Like I thought for the longest time, you and I are both huge Negan fans. We thought we were. Yeah, and then Andy showed us up. But, you know, <laughs> I thought for the longest time that 
I had this perspective of Negan that he's going to turn on Rick. He's doing this to to be the leader of the group, and uh-huh. he still very well could. But the fact that we, when you read "Here Comes Negan" and you know that, or "Here's Negan" or whatever the fuck it is, you know how strong his wife, like his attachment to his wife, was. Like he was cheating on her. She died of cancer. He named Lucille after her. You know her name was Lucille. He's it's his biggest regret. All of this, you're you're seeing this different side of Negan, and. It's it's a lot of I like the way that Robert Kirkman is is defining this character. It really, it really intrigues me. So it was awesome. And the other thing I want to see is what the fuck I want to know who Eugene was talking to on the radio before all this shit went down. And then it's like they just kind of overlooked that. Well, shit happened. They're not talking to anybody. Yeah. I, I, I bet you they swing back around. Oh, I'm sure they will. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how. If Beta comes back at some point, because he's still out there, mm-hmm. the whispers are still out there. Like, it, there's a lot of. This isn't the definitive end. Like, there's still a lot of lingering. Yeah. To what to deal with. So. Um. But yeah. That's it. I give it. I give it a ten. Uh, I give it a. I give it a nine too. Um. All right. So that's it for comic book reviews. Gonna go ahead and and get a little list, a uh, little speculation on what's coming out next week. What we're going to be reviewing, so you know what to look forward to. For the longest episode ever. Um, yeah, fuck me, right? <laughs> um, so this is what comes out on two twenty two seventeen that we read. Um, let's start off with um, DC. DC, it is. So we have Action Comics nine seventy four, mm-hmm. Batgirl eight. Uh... Uh, Batman Beyond number five. What's the date? It's two twenty-two. Yep. Um, Blue Beetle. If you're reading that, Deathstroke thirteen. Meh, meh. Detective Comics nine fifty-one. Yes, sir. Flash seventeen. Um, if you're reading Green Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns number fifteen, Hellblazer number seven. Um, if you're reading Scooby Doo, Suicide Squad. Teen Titans number five. That's what I'm waiting for. Hell yeah. Batman. Um, guys, if you're looking into getting into the speculative books and you want some, some books that are... are um, hey, question. Did you stop reading Batman Advent- Teenage Ninja Turtles Adventures? Yeah. <laughs> I seen that it came out this week and I just like... I... <sighs> I just had so many books. I, I was really to the point, like, with that one, I was like... Yeah. It didn't really hold my interest that much. I should maybe give it a second try. Um, anyways, like I was saying, image number ones seem to be going, like, crazy in the speculative market. So this week, uh, as far as image goes, you have Belfry. Which it's is a, a one-shot. It's a one-shot. Um, Kyle's reading Curse Words. Curse Words number two comes out. Yep. Um, you have, um, old guard. Number one, old guard. Number one comes out. That's one you should probably pick up. It's an image first. Number one outcast by Robert Kirkman. If you're reading that, like Kyle and I are, um, and then there is sunbreaker bakery or yeah, sorry. This does, it's a bakery or break baker. B a K E R Y bakery. Okay. So yeah, sun bakery. It's a number one. Um, As it seems to be right now, it would just be 
good to if you're into what might be hot and because what's what's happening is we're looking over these books and they become like like God Country. Yeah, that came out last month. I I can't remember why I didn't pick it up. I remember picking it up, flipping through it and being like, "This doesn't interest me." I think that's what I did too. And I put it down. I think it's exactly what I did. There, I think I didn't like the art in it. Mm-hmm. But it might be just worth picking up the first ones, and then if you have it, you can sell yeah. it. You know, or if you like it, I would say if you are into speculating books and you're trying to speculate on new books, find lists. And I think I've said this, I know I've said this before, but find stuff that you're actually going to read. And then you kind of, it's kind of a win-win. Um, let's see. On the Marvel aspect, we have, there's not much Marvel. Deadpool, everything, if you're reading Deadpool. Electra number one comes out. Um, Ghost Rider number four, Hulk number three, um, Inhumans versus X-Men. There's not really any Spider-Gwen 17. So if you're reading Spider-Man like we are, you're going to want to pick up Spider-Gwen 17. That's the continued crossover of, um, of the, the book with Miles currently. Um, that's pretty much it. Unstoppable Wasp number one. Um, that's pretty much it for Marvel. There's not a whole... I mean, there's a lot of Marvel coming out. Don't get me wrong, but there's not a lot of Marvel we read. Yeah. Um, coming out. I mean, Electra number one might be worth picking up, but I don't know. That's pretty much it as far as that goes. Chewbacca number one. Oh, Chewbacca. So if you're a Chewbacca fan, oh. Dan Miles, there you go. Dan just listen to the show. <laughs> I know, right? But that's it. That's all the books that come out next week. So looks like next week's going to be a little bit on the lighter side. Yeah. That's okay. Especially after a huge week like this. And, you know, sometimes it just happens that way. I don't know why every... I guess it's because February is always a short month. So everything just comes... At, like, to get it all out, they just put a shit ton of it out at one time. Yeah. So. So, yeah. That'll that'll that's it. That's, that's all we it. got for you guys. That's a lot. Yeah, it was a great show. Well, a little over two hours, almost two hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> um, got an action pack show for you guys. But as always, remember if you like the show and you like what we do here and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. You can do so through a one-time donation on PayPal. You can leave us a review. Make sure to like and subscribe. Tell your friend about us. Word of mouth. Let's spread the absolute geek love. And if you want to be like Joe, Lance, Andy, Jose. Dollar sign. You want, yeah, dollar, Jose the little dollar <laughs> sign. Um, Ron, I know I'm forgetting so many people here. Um, and reach out to us and be pro- brought into the fold. Shoot us a message. You can hit us up on Facebook. You can... Send it to the Absolute Geek Facebook page. We all can see the messages there. Oh, you mean the two of us? You, uh, yeah. Well, Jose can still see it, too. And but, Kellen. Yeah. We can all see the messages there. So if you want to talk to Kellen about something he said before he left the show, call him an idiot. You Nobody can do that. Nobody remembers that guy. If you can ask Jose why he doesn't give a shit about the fans anymore, you can do that, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if you want to you know, talk to Kyle or me, or if you agreed with anything we said in comic book reviews, disagreed, Felt differently on our reviews. If you disagree, don't bother. Want to tell us a book that you think we should check out? 
hit us up on the in in Facebook chat. We're we're always there. It always comes. One of us will see it, and if you want to talk to me, and Kyle sees it, he'll tell me, or vice versa. If Kyle, if you want to talk to Kyle, and I see it. I'll tell Kyle, hey, check it out. And there's no games. You, we let you know who you're talking to. Yeah, and you'll always know who you're talking to. So, but um, but yeah, so you can do all that. Like I said, we're we're here for you guys. <laughs> we understand that you you show us love and are dedicated to us, and we want to reciprocate that by acknowledging you. So reach out to us. Say what's up. Say, you know, you guys are stupid or whatever. <laughs> Just don't tell me you want to tickle fight me. <laughs> that, that's, that's just it. I'm just kidding. But yeah, so for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. Saying we'll see you next time.